What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. You're listening to the Zinger Nation Power Hour, where we give you the rundown on the hottest trades and stock ideas. For the best experience and most up-to-date information, Tune in live on the Benzinga YouTube channel, weekdays at noon. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Peloton of 5%. What's up, Discipline Investor? We got Benzinga CEO Jason Raznick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley is the CEO of Aperna. Best trade idea research out there. Yo, what's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday, hump day. That's right. We are halfway through the week, halfway through the day, if you're hanging out with me on Eastern time. Uh, but what's up, everybody? This is the power hour. We are about to spend these next 120 minutes together. Yes, that is a lot of minutes we're going to spend this time together because we want this to be the best trade idea resource out there. That's what we're going for. If we're not delivering on that, you know, call us out. You, you have the chat. You have our email address, powerhour at benzinga.com. Um, but, but that's what we're going for, guys. That's why we're, we're choosing to spend this time together. We have a jam-packed day today. Um let, 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 let's let's dig into it. Uh, so so a couple special guests uh, in about 20 minutes from now, 1220 Eastern. Young Investor is going to be joining us, our, our, our favorite of the show. Our, our Young Investor is going to be hopping on with us. Uh, one o'clock CEO interview again. We're trying to bring the ideas. We're, we're, we're trying to get CEOs that that, that, that are interesting for you guys. Uh, ticker SRAX. Uh, definitely been a hot stock. Uh, in between those times, we, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, so I'm going to be kicking off what, what I'm dubbing FDA week. All right. We, we have some brand new pages on Benzinga.com. There, there's only about 20 people who have seen these pages so far. So we're going to be rolling them out, announcing them to you guys in just a minute now. Oh, groovy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, and then we have some trades to check in on. Um, so so I have, let's see, one, two, three, four. That's right, count it. Four trade ideas that, that I'm going to bring in here. Yes. Are they going to be ones that I should put some money in? I, I think you're, you're going to like one of them. So, one of them is a company you know very well. Okay, well, did you see me buy uh, 30, 30K of Penn yesterday? I didn't see it. I did it live on the show at the end before the guest. Um, I got some bad news. These things aren't going to change today. I guess it's still going to be this moving thing. Remember, we got the complaint. So the guy said it was annoying. I know. So, and and yeah. emailed. Yeah, I saw. I saw it. I and uh, now they're off. They're off. So now we turn the TVs off. If you want the TVs back on to show our logo, oh no, they're back on. Or, awesome. Or if you want the the downtown, I'm still like the downtown Detroit background. So we can just move the producer connect. Rohan had some new things he wanted to try with the TVs today. I said, all right, let's try it one more day. Yeah, today we'll see. Yeah, today is the one more day to uh, try, but they don't look different. I don't see charts. Like right now, I want to see the pen chart up there. Put the pen chart. What is the what is the pen at? Did I lose on this thirty thousand dollar bet I put on yesterday? Can someone show me a pen chart? Well, what is pen trading at? I need that. Uh, we got Benzinga Pro pulled up. We, we, you know what? We haven't even pulled it up yet. Again, 
propro.benzinga.com. Two-week free trial. But unlike the markets, it is guaranteed that if this does not help you to make Yes, it did. Okay, cool. All right, Penn. I I don't know what your average price is. Here's the chart. 103.20. All right. All right. So I bought the call options at 100, and I bought the darn stock at like 103 or 1028 because I was waiting for the interview to be over. Yeah, the Detroit background's cool. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Rohan was getting crazy, and then he was going to say, we'll give him one more day at the TVs, but they look like the same as yesterday. So, yeah, the, the Solar Rohan, Rohan they're, they're, the, the, the moving screen is what makes them dizzy. That's what they're saying. But, but I like what Solar Nup is saying, too. He's saying we're already looking at screens all day. A view of Detroit is a nice aesthetic. Yeah, and this one's distracting. Maybe just a BZ logo or something static would keep your focus on the guys. Exactly. What, what, they they want to check us out. They want to look at this fat, chubby cheeks, you know? Chubby yeah. cheeks, chubby and, cheeks. And what, what we want to have, right, or maybe hopefully later this week, we'll, we'll see if we can pull it off, is we, we want to have, like, on the visuals with us, like, look at how much wasted space is on the left side of your YouTube right now. Like, we should have the price of SPY and gold and the hot, like the five hottest stocks of the day and that sort of thing. Yep. So that's the story, guys. They, but they did. I'll add this. These lights up here, Luke, that they have up here, I do like. I do like. They need to be in a different position, but I like them. I always wanted lights. You look you're, you look shiny. Like, you You know what we do need? We need a makeup person. We need to start putting makeup on us. Get you some more, uh, you know, some, some tan. Some color, you know? Yeah. Now, I'm only here because I just want – wait. Logan Reed says he's been saying that forever, that Luke needs makeup. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, yeah, we need a running stream of the agenda on the left side as well. We had that up there. Producer Rohan had it on our old software with the running agenda, but then he said you guys didn't like it, so he got rid of it. Um, Detroit background is better. The three images on the monitors are distracting. You transition to a two-shot, a three-shot often, so monitors are not useful. Thank you, Internet Enforcers. I put you on my phone. I got your text now. I will be texting you just like as much as I text my wife. So get ready for it, man. You- it's not often that he texts his wife. <laughs> All right. So two, two quick things. We just had Gary Vanderchuk on and Matt Higgins on the SPAC attack. Incredible interview. I don't often watch interviews over. I do not often do that. I could count on my hand the amount of times I watch interviews over. I am going to be watching that interview over tonight. There was a couple ideas that they talked about that I am like all in on. And and I think they apply to Benzing in a big way and can change the complexion of our company and change the complexion of other companies. Gary and Matt went deep into NFTs and how the coins – can be part of your business. So um, that is, um, you know, that is something that I'm very, 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 very excited about. Very excited about. So um, I can't see the chat because Luke wants him to do some adjustments, which is cool. So if you're writing something to me, I don't see it, but it's all good. I'll see. Oh, it's quick. Key map, what do you do different? We, we didn't have our live chat. We had our top chat. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. I get really sad. Okay. So um, you'll... Internet Explorer, Internet Forces will buy you a dozen darker shirts for Luke if he'll wear them. He needs, you need contrasting colors, he thinks. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take that one. We'll... I, I only own white and blue shirts, pretty much. Really? Pretty much. Why are you so racist? It's just, it's just the colors they have. I don't know. All right. Now we need to get the stocks. By the way, SWBI and these other ones, um, there's a sports one, AI. I don't know what it is. I'm going to, I'm going to show my portfolio later. I'm going to step off from Luke's uh, area. And I'm gonna get back to the um, back to my zone. And before I do that, I just want to say, "Oh, groovy! Oh, groovy!" Okay. 
All right, guys, like, subscribe, share with your friends. They're, they're trying different streams here. We're going to try to bring this back, get this to the number of viewers you want. And POW is an ammo, ammo play. And, oh, solar and up. Yes, you want some? You want big plans for lunch. Luke, should I try to order lunch with the office? Yeah. All I right. Mean, yes. So, so okay, you haven't. So guess what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go I'm gonna go right into the camera. Hold on. All right, this might be a stock play. This might be a stock play. This might be a stock play. DoorDash open. DoorDash, I know your head of communications reached out to me last time when I had a problem. Well, if this doesn't work right now, DoorDash, you're going to be in a lot of trouble because I'm going to go insane. I'm gonna go. I mean, I'm already insane. Wait, wait. All right, wait. We we did a big thing. The DoorDash and the Airbnb IPOs were the same day. We we said sell DoorDash, buy Airbnb. DoorDash is down. Is Airbnb up? Oh yeah, we got both. How many we got? I'll take that all day, baby. To infinity and beyond. Seventy-five weeks. What do you want? Yesterday I got zero. So so when I finally made it over, there there were none left. So I'd say more than yesterday. Yeah. All right. 75. 75 wings coming up. Okay. Put in the order button. You just reorders. Go to the shopping cart. This does not go through. I'm going to throw my phone against the window and I'm going to break that fucking window because I will be so pissed. Yep. Oh, I'm not going to get a $14 tip. But I mean, geez. Jeez, oh, Pete. Made, made money. $10. $10 tip. That's still a good tip. Yeah. There we go. $118. Here's the button. See, 118 DoorDash. Boom. This works. Send it, baby. This works. I think I'm gonna buy DoorDash stock. All right, it's down. The IPO opened at what price? So the IPO opened at 182. You're at 128 today. So you know you're you're getting it at a discount. Maybe sell some puts against it as a decent move. It works. I want DoorDash stock. I got some news. All right, hold on. You ready for this one? Yeah, I'm buying some. Show me the money. And I'm buying some OCA. What's that noise? Show me the money. Show me the money. All right. Here's what I got to say about the, oh, we got a new chart on the back. Thank you. I know it's hard to see, but it's still, it's not moving around. Internet force is probably a little happier. I like that. Okay. But this is what I got to say to you. Luke, I'm sorry for, um, yeah, Internet Explorers. It's easy to say something was poorly promoted until you change an impact.com. They wrote articles. They posted on the Twitter. They put it on Instagram. Go to Benzinga's Instagram. They did desktop notifications. They did all these things. They tried everything. Their Instagram, our Instagram has nothing about the young investor coming up. Okay. Oh, wow. He's saying our Instagram has nothing about the other interview. Where's where's my guy? That's interesting, dude. Happy Muhammad. Um, we may have a new role for you. What? You guys think this was planned for ahead of time? I, yeah. What? <laughs> I, I messaged him at 1147 a.m. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I was I was in ha the bathroom, texted him. Happy Muhammad. You text him at 1147, okay? We don't have all this stuff no lead time, today. you know? Uh, we, we, we don't have all that lead time. But I got to say two things before I got to start reading the chat. Oh, yeah. DoorDash introduced on my app yesterday where I can group order. So I hit a button and it sends it to Luke, sends it to Spencer Israel. If we want to get him lunch, he hits what he wants. I put a max budget and I still pay for it. It makes group office ordering possible on a one-to-one -one basis. I think it's a powerful tool and one that I'm a believer in. So I will potentially take a position in that. And yes, OCA, I will potentially take a position in it. OCA reminds me of pen in a little bit because Dave Portnoy like myself and Luke will do whatever it takes to be successful. Benzinga will one day be a billion dollar company because the only way it's not is if we give up. The only way it's not. 
We can look at the chat here and look at all the sh shit that with the video, how we're not promoting and we're doing these different things. Our video is going to be so freaking good eventually that you guys are going to like, shit, I, I can't leave the TV. How do I get a little Walkman in my pocket? Because it's going to be so good. The only way it's not is if we give up. And we are not people that give up. We started this company with zero dollars in the bank. Zero freaking dollars in the bank. All right? All right. Luke has a show to do, yeah, and I have well, to go well, to the – uh, I got something to show to, to check this out, right? To 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 show what what we're building for you guys, right? Continuing from Jason's point, I've got like two of the best examples that you're not going to see from any other company in our space. I guarantee it. So 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 here's one, right? We're we're working on Name Santiago. Thank you, buddy. I, I don't know how much you you guys can see here. This is too small or what? But check this out. One sixteen a.m. With, with with the developer live doing product implementations on something that, that we don't have out yet that we're dying to get to people, right? We, we, we've got a handful of people working on this shit nonstop. And, and then look at this one, okay? We, we, we have new features. L look at all these users. If you can see the dates here, look at all these users that we sent the beta links to, right? And said, hey, treat this like it's your page. What would you do differently? I mean, there's probably, what, 60 names that we just scrolled through here that, that we sent these to? You're, you're not going to get that from anybody else. And and that's what we're building and makes us different. The fact that we're doing it together. It's not us sitting in a room and saying, we're, we're the smartest ones out there. You know, we're, we're just going to go make all the decisions and, and, you know, be pissed that you guys aren't using it. I mean, it's we're going to grind nonstop for you guys. You just have to tell us what you need. Be a part of the story. Like, you know, we, we love that Internet Enforcer says, hey, this thing sucks. Let, let's make it better. Let's get it fixed. Don't just let us sit here with, with something sucking. And if, and if our guys don't get back to you and you email us, you got to tell me because I will root out any person that doesn't write back to someone here other than myself. Just kidding. But if you write me freaking long emails and don't hit the reply all button, you become on my shit list immediately. Um, the reply all button is I don't know why people don't hit it and they just well, I don't know. But what I want to say what Luke just said. This is Zinger Nation. It's for us, by us. So we have an FDA calendar. You're going to see the names of the people that contributed to the FDA calendar. We have 12 people right now giving us feedback on an active basis on the FDA calendar. It's going to have their names, okay? Our insider trading calendar. We want two or three of you guys. Insider trading. We want to have the best insider trading calendar in the world. We have one of our top guys who I love, who I met through this network. I love the guy. If he, if the guy wanted to take a trip to or needed something for his family, he names it. I would be there in a heartbeat. You know, I always say if I ever got stranded like in Charlevoix, four hours away, there's very few people that would drive up four hours to pick me up. There's this guy, Frank Sweet, I went to high school with that would like do anything for anyone. He would come. Luke would come. Maybe, maybe a couple guys from the chat. That's about it. I would do this for this developer no, because Spencer no Spencer Israel. No, he would he would say, okay, good. And so this developer, he's making an insider trading thing. He's a good developer. Sometimes he, you know, the UI to see it, to make it easy for you guys, isn't the best. And we're trying to make it so it's the best. So when you, if we can give you guys more utility, more information, better information in a short amount of time, and you can do something with it, your life is better. Wait till we have these indicators on it, and that's the scores and the rankings. And you guys know who Dan Gilbert is, the founder of the Cavaliers, founder of, Cavaliers, founder of RKT Rocket Mortgage, the Cavaliers. He makes things way easier and changes the game for a lot of stuff. And he has going to have a lot of input to some of these tools that we're making. So just get ready to check it out. Let's yeah. bust it out. And if you are a developer, if you are a developer and you're sweet and you're passionate and you're hungry and you want to change the game, email us. 
email us at powerhour at benzinga.com. And thank you for all those who sent those things to E-Trade yesterday. You all are going to receive track jackets from Benzinga. They're hoodies or whatever you want to call them. You guys are the bomb. We love you and keep it up. And now I will officially depart from Luke's station, which will be with the Detroit background tomorrow because you guys want to see the D. Benzinga is powered in the D, but we are virtual. You don't need to be in Detroit to build here. You can be anywhere you want. Peace out. And and big shout out to Vin in the chat, right? I was mentioning, you know, we we had a team working on this stuff late late last night. Ch- check this out. I, I I sent him a feedback at 1:15 a.m. He he replied that 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 he took it and implemented something at 1:45 a.m. So everybody, we're by ourselves. It's a little weird, but round of applause, Vin in the chat. He's here building with us. Uh, definitely want to recognize him for that hustle. That that's what's gonna set us apart. But all right, guys, let's talk stocks. I'm going to make a handful of promises, okay? Uh, I'm going to make the promise that between, let's see, what time is it? Between now, 12.20 Eastern and 12.50 Eastern, these next 30 minutes, we are going to hit at least eight trade ideas. They're not going to be trade ideas that you're thinking about. We have our young investor. He's about to come on here. He's always finding these undiscovered stocks and, and goes deep on them, makes the fundamental case. And then I've got four trades, four swing trades that I'm going to be bringing a- after we talk to young investor. So, so if you want trade ideas, you, you want to get the market cooked. And I said I saw somebody said that they're down a lot of money today. I'm down a little bit. Here's a live portfolio, right? I'm down three grand today. It's not great. Um but, but if you want the ideas, you want to get it cooking, stay tuned. Without further ado, I'm going to bring our young investor on. Hello, hello. What's up, Mr. Zachary? Hello. Can everyone hear me all right? Yes, sir. Happy hello. Wednesday hump day. Happy Wednesday to you too, Luke. Um, make sure, first of all, smash that like button for Ben Zinger as there always. There we go. Yeah, we didn't Let's even make that aspect. Like the stream. Share the stream. I see CR in the chat. He said, hit the lie button. I don't know what the lie button is, but if they have a new lie button feature, hit that thing too. Let's get it fired up. Let's get it going. Uh, young investor. And of course, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Every time you come on, the chat's like, we, we need to get him on every week. I'm like, I, I know I'm working on it. So so we, we appreciate you taking the time and, and let, let's talk some stocks. Yes, yeah, so I think I haven't talked about this stock like hardly ever on Benzinga. I talked about it once, first ever appearance. I think today it's a good time to bring an update to it. And that's Arkimoto, ticker symbol FUV. Oh, come on. You've talked <laughs> about this stock more than it. You talk about this stock literally every day. If you, I don't think a day goes by where you don't post about Arkimoto or Tesla, but but I think you're right. We haven't talked about it on the stream yet, so 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 I know this is a favorite of yours. What, t- tell us what the company is, what they do. We actually had the CEO on this show a couple of months ago. Uh, we we should bring him back on and get a follow up. But but t- tell us what's up. Yep, this is a three-wheeled electric vehicle company, which is based out of Eugene, Oregon. They've been producing three-wheeled vehicles now for the last few years, and they are just on the the, the kind of the end of about to start that scale to mass production to fifty thousand vehicles per year. Yeah, and here yeah, I'm pulling up their website, guys. So you can see, right? When we're talking vehicles, this is not your traditional car. Here, here, here yeah. you have a look. But, but keep going. I cut you off. 
this is basically a, the the safer version of a motorbike with more uses than a motorbike. So they have just started. They're on the ramp of starting to begin mass production now. Q the Q4 this year, they're going to be taking over their brand new factory, which is five exercises of the current one to help scale to fifty thousand units. And they have recently in earnings unveiled some new models. So basically, with Arkimoto. The platform enables it to be able to come up with new models really quickly. About all you have to do is pull some a few things off in here if you're using the same model, which they always do from the same base apart from the roadster. So it's very easy to create new ones. But you basically want to create a new one every day if you wanted to, for hardly no cost. So they've unveiled, they've unveiled a few new kind of models. They said in earnings they wanted to demonstrate an autonomous FEV. So that's kind of something for the future. Um, I'm still kind of divided myself on whether that's a good or bad thing that they want to test that. But we'll see. They are they've partnered Sandy Monroe to help scale to that. They also recently acquired Tilting at Motorworks for about ten million dollars, a predominantly stock offering. So they gave the um, Tilting Motorworks a lot all stock, and then they've all joined the Arkimoto board now. And basically, Tilting Motorworks is going to enable Arkimoto to be able to on the on the actual FUV itself. It's going to be able to make it turn corners. So instead of kind of just a hard model. It'll make it more like a motorbike. I recently talked, I was talking to Ross Gerber. He runs a $1.8 billion hedge oh, fund. Yeah. He's looking at owning about what three percent of Arkimoto at the moment. I've, I've, I've it's interviewed him a few times now. And we were talking about Arkimoto. He was saying he loves this acquisition. He's he's ridden Arkimoto before Ross. And he was yeah. basically it's super hard to try and turn corners in it. And it's not really hard, but it'd be it's gonna be way way easier with this. And you know, I think recently the stock price has been bashed down because of Arkimoto short sellers. We're at the highest ever short flow ever for Arkimoto now. You've had multiple um seeking alpha articles from one particular um Arkimoto um bear who I won't I won't name anyone, but let's just say they're very much long oil stocks and fracking stocks so not a huge fan of anything ev but i do think the stock right now is in a really good position my only main concern is actually that they're expanding too quickly into new kind of sectors just because they don't want them to be overstretching themselves because obviously it costs money cost cap it's going to cost a whole lot of money to get the new factory up and running but they did just hire a somebody for foreign expansion i was talking to mark about this the ceo and he was basically saying the whole idea is so they want to replicate these across the world the whole idea is the scales of like 30 50 000 in the brand new factory start making revenue in that market cap obviously starts growing as you know more and more revenue comes in if they can achieve that then you're able to in a sense you get profits from that and then you can also this is just my mind this is what he hasn't this he hasn't said just this but my thinking is that if they can get to 30 50 000 the market's cap is going to rise substantially then i think they are basically going to maybe do a diluting and then use profits from the new factory after one or two years of this to try and replicate it somewhere else, somewhere else, maybe in Asia, because obviously the vehicle has multiple uses for delivery and for normal kind of home, you know, for home uses, it's more for something for the city, not really for long distances. All right, so so handful of questions for you, um, and and uh, th this is a, a Jason Rasnick name. He talks about this one too, so so we get some some good coverage on this stock. But 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 let let me ask you a handful of questions, okay? All right, uh, cash. How's their cash position? Are they going to need to dilute more? Yeah, they will. Well, you know, that, that's the truth of the matter. Okay, they, all right, that's fine. That's fine. If you know it and you're aware of it, yeah. right, it's because it's going to blindside you, that's fine. I reckon we won't see a dilution soon. We'll see in the next year. There will there will be another dilution of the stock, you know. You've got to keep that in mind. They will need cash to get to the new factory. They are not 
if this company went public through SPAC, it would be like a $3 billion company just because it related to EV what they've got. They're not in that position. They've been on the markets for a few years now while they're trying to get the concept out and now they're yep. on the grasp of it. So then they haven't been flushed with hundreds of millions of dollars of cash like a lot of the startups are right now um, in the EV and SPAC space. So they will have to dilute eventually. I think we can probably last throughout this year. We've already paid for the factory. We're all, we're in our payment plans right now, we've acquired Tilting Motorworks already. So that's all paid out. The only set now, I think, in terms of money, will be tooling the brand new factory and maybe doing some bits and bobs there. But I wouldn't expect a super heavy dilution like we have over the last year. Okay. All right. And, and there's our first idea, guys. Again, smash a like, share the stream. Next question, multiples. How does the valuation look? I mean, is this thing super expensive? Uh, obviously, it's come down a decent bit. So so where are we at on the valuation side of things? Yeah. If you look at Archimotive, what they're making now, this is the most under, overvalued, most trash company in the entire world. You would never, ever want to buy this stock. Okay, so multiples are high. It, it's on. Yeah. You're buying this on sales growth. And so let me ask this follow-up yeah, question. Yeah, you're buying then. it from the 50,000. Right now, they're only producing. They only produced like 150 units last year. You're buying okay. it in the hope that they can really do the mass scale up. Sunny Monroe's and Miller designing them a brand new production line. So the whole idea of the brand new production line is it's going to be able to rapidly start pulling out vehicles. I mean, Sandy Monroe is a leader in this kind of stuff. He's pulling apart cars. He pulled apart the FEV. What he's doing, he's very kind of, and his whole team at Sandy Monroe and Associates and are really trying to get some, some, some kind of production line to right now make it way more efficient than it is. Because obviously these guys have started from scratch. So Sandy Monroe's thinking, you know, we're going to try and get you to that 50,000 per year through kind of a brand new production line where it's all going to be running smoothly. And the new, and they're going to be keeping the current factory as it's just right next to all the two factories. So it's also in a good location, just, you know, little facts. Yeah. And so so the stock, right, the stock, the stock was $12. The stock was $36. The stock is $13. Um if they deliver on that fifty thousand, uh, uh, if they can make those fifty thousand deliveries, right? Uh, what, what are you thinking fair value for the name? I know yeah. you addressed that. There's a short seller who's been in it. There's there's been some bash posts on Seeking Alpha, which of course have the, the ability to move stocks. Yeah. Um, and in question out of the chat, they are they all electric? Yes, they are. So, yeah. all right. They've been hit by shorts. They're hit by a short called Bontius Research recently. Boom! Putting them on blast. I like it. Yeah, we're calling them out. But um, yeah, so Bontius basically accused Arkimoto of lying about pre-orders, which I find awfully weird as Arkimoto don't count a lot of these EV companies. Like, even take Nikola, they take anything. You pay $0 in deposit, and they count that as a pre-order. Arkimoto count a pre-order as a company or somebody which has actually paid uh, some sort of buy, not binding deposit. I don't think they count the $100 pre-orders either. So that's just they're kind of just saying those people are pre-orders, but we're not counting that in the whole complete revenue side of it. So they're basically going to be, they came out and said, oh, look, this, that, and the other. FUD Capital, they said, which is a leading shareholder in Arkimoto, selling all their stocks. They hate Arkimoto, um, even though Bonte, they still own about $16, $18 million worth of stock in Arkimoto, and they haven't really made any recent transactions. Bonte's research aren't... aren't all right, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Let, we, we need to call, call out the short seller one more time, and, and I, I've got a new soundboard. I haven't tried the sound yet, but let, let, let's try to get this up, and then you drop the name, okay? Bontius. All right, go. Bontius Research. All right, there it is. All right, we, we got it in there. So Arkimoto, 
interesting play. I mean, the so, so, something that I love that you got going. This chat now has so many questions about this stock. I mean, we, 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 we're not going to answer them all, guys. I, I'll, I'll pull out this one that seems like a common theme. Um, I imagine that, that most of their sales expectations are, are for commercial use rather than personal, right? I mean, that, I'm just basing that off of their website, right? We're watching the video. You hear you, we see deliveries. We, we, we see some emergency services, that sort of thing. Um, is that accurate? Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I've done a few models on, on Arkhamoto. I take out the rapid responder, which is the emergency services one, and then um, some of the newer kind of stuff, because I don't think that's a mass market opportunity. It's the Liberator and the normal FUV. I say predominantly in the next 50,000, it's going to be the normal FUV. But going forward, once they start giving the vehicle out and they're starting to get more tests, also they've got quite successful people on the board. You know, you've got Ross Gerber, you've got Galley from Hyperchange. I mean, Ross Gerber's looking to buy, I think, 3% of the company we were talking about. Wow. You know, he, he, yeah, Ross Gerber is a, he runs, you don't know who Ross is, he's been a Tesla bull for about five or six for years sure. now. He runs a $2.9 billion oh, yeah. hedge fund. I had him on my YouTube channel the other week. And we were talking, we were talking about Arkimoto in it and talk about Tesla competition. And he was saying he thinks Arkimoto reminds him of Tesla in so many different ways. And that, you know, he's only taken a small spec position of his money into this, but he says he wants to own three percent of the company. So he has some sort of you know influence and saying it. So I think you've got a lot of more institutional investors also putting money into this as well. Okay, and, and then and then let me ask you this. Uh Tesla. I know you've been a Tesla bull for a minute. Where, where are you at with this one? You still like it? Uh, you know, we got crypto stuff. I mean, the I mean, screw that. Let's not even talk about the crypto stuff. Vehicle deliveries off the freaking charts, right? Yeah. A hundred I think it's 184, 189,000 deliveries for Tesla. I was thinking about this the other day. I get a ton of criticism for Tesla. It's a car company. No, no car company is going to have recurring software revenue. I was just talking to a full self-driving expert yesterday, Omar from Holmar's blog. He was also on the Third Road Tesla podcast where he interviewed Elon Musk for about four hours, I think it was. So I had him on yesterday. He has full self-driving, and he was talking about the progress and rate which he has seen full self-driving go forward. And I think one of the key criticisms, which I've said, people say Tesla is only level two. Waymo is like level three or level four. Dude. Waymo has a geofence on their robotaxi. Look at you know, look at the footage of Waymo. Waymo has their robotaxi in this controlled area. So there's this small geofence which they have around it. So the, basically, the whole concept of that is the robotaxis, the Waymo robotaxi is just going to be scouting the whole area and basically know it as good as heart just to try and you know show that Waymo is really successful. It still gets stuck in supermarkets. They always have to have people coming out. Tesla, also something which was estimated by Chinese government news source recently, um, me and Omar were talking about, they think a Chinese backed by Chinese government news source thinks that Tesla's gonna be able this is this is very rough. I can't guarantee any of the information, but it's from a Chinese article which is um, run by the Chinese government, which estimates Tesla's cost in China is gonna be twenty thousand dollars per vehicle. Okay. So if they can get up to twenty twenty thousand dollars per vehicle, you're so close to twenty five grand um, vehicle with that. They're gonna be taking the prices down. The competition, all the spat hype with the competition, I believe, is a bit of just FOMO. Stop trying to chase Tesla and I said buy it in my opinion. This company has everything. They've got the semi, they've got charging, they've got autonomy, the solar and the energy side of the business is always that kind of backup for them. So you know I'm super bullish on Tesla. I've had a load of Tesla balls on my YouTube channel recently. And yeah, I've been talking to a lot of them and I have super high conviction on tests uh, it's, i think it's like 44 percent of my portfolio now yep 
Uh, all right. So, so it's your biggest holding by far. I'm one of yeah. the weird people who, who's never actually really traded Tesla. I, I sold puts against this thing during the 2020 bull run. That was the first time ever, right? I mean, it's been a public company for what, like eight years now. First time I've ever actually made any trade in it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I've, I've obviously been wrong for not being in it. It's Jason Resnick's biggest position by far, especially after the, this past year, right? Here's a one-year chart that we have up. So, all right, Tesla. And what what about uh, an under-the-radar stock? You, you have another, like, Arkimoto-type type name for us? Look, I don't, unfortunately, I can't find stocks every single week, but I will say one you thing. You can talk with about the same stock that you already talked about. <laughs> I was only on last week. But, um, I know. We got <laughs> Young investor. I will say, investor, I, I got to get the site going for him. I, I told him I got some surprise for him. You have to give me like two weeks on that. Sorry, I didn't get back to you on that, my man. What's he All saying? Right. Uh, Arkimoto and Tesla here. Arkimoto. What's Arkimoto at these days? What's the price? 13. Well, it was hit by a short seller called Bontius Research recently. And yeah, do you want to go, uh, go on a field trip to the U.S.? We can go to <laughs> Arkimoto's headquarters if you want to do that. Yeah, maybe at some point. Um, I was talking to them the other day. I, I was originally going to be on the earnings call for Arkimoto, but it ended up at like 11 o'clock at night, so I couldn't do it. But yeah, maybe go Wait, to the headquarters. Do you want to do that? Okay. you. I'll get you on earnings calls to ask questions. You pick the companies you want. I know you could do Arkimoto, but there's other ones too. I can get you on earnings calls. I get reached out to a lot to ask a question on earnings calls. I just don't do it. Um, if you ever want to ask questions on earnings calls, I can pretty much make that happen. Um, and then um, one, one other thing I was going to say to you about Arkimoto, they have to, they're right now going through re, redoing, the, as you may know this, their whole manufacturing plant to, mm. to do for scale. And so yeah. it's taken a little longer with Corona. I don't know when the first car is coming off that track. And Sandy Monroe is here and we could talk to him and he could talk about it. You know, Sandy, right? Yeah. Who, could, who doesn't know Sandy? Oh my God. Okay. Hey, uh, Aaron Bree, can you get Sandy Monroe on um, this week or for next week? And uh, Young, do you want to be on for it a little bit? I would love to. Okay, we'll make that happen. Aaron, hopefully you're listening. Let's do that. And then there's a reason. Oh, yeah, I was here to tell Luke something that he's going to be, like, surprised by in a good way. Um, what was the other stock you're talking about? He said Jason Razzing trade something. What would you guys say? Tesla. Yeah, so Tesla. Let's see what we're talking about here. 678. I mean, Tesla's going to go up. But I've been buying puts and hedging my position. You have to know, I had 50% of my portfolio in Tesla. I bought it at $18 and never sold a share for a long time. So I made, it's the most money I ever made on a stock, you know, besides Voyager. We had Voyager at 30 cents and now it's at, I don't know, 27, 28. Um, do you have any new stocks that you're talking about today? Yeah, so I don't think you were on last time I talked about this one. There's a company called Peak Fintech Group. Um, called its ticker symbol is P K K F F. P K F F. Yeah, P K K F F. We'll just look up Peak yep. Fintech Peak Group. Fintech. Okay, market cap is uh 134. What's the story here? Store and Peak Fintech, which I was telling you guys last time, is this is a fintech company based out of China. They are basically commercializing the whole lending environment. Obviously, the um, lenders in China are a bit backwards. They know they're not really far, very far advanced. So Peaks are connecting the small businesses, super duper small businesses, with the online massive lenders in China and taking commissions from that via their online service. 
So I'm expecting you to right now the market has around like I think it's like 280, 300 million um, market cap for this uh, for this stock. The last year they achieved 40 million in revenue, which was a 300% or 400% increase year over year. This year they I would expect revenue guidance to be around 110 to 120 million. JJ, the CEO, is very conservative. Last year he was really conservative. I think he says like, like 25 million. So every year he likes to really overpromise, over deliver. Um, so me and a group of PKKFF investors were in contact with CEO recently. How do they make people- most of their revenue? Yeah, so they're so they're taking the small family-run businesses, super duper small businesses, or maybe just like kind of middle-sized businesses, and enabling them to take loans from some of the major Chinese players. They have around a two percent default rate so far, which is extremely good. So they don't even have any other risk on board for them. They're instead really making that kind of digital divide and being in the dig- digital space to connect okay. them between each other. A company growing three hundred percent, six hundred percent year over year. You'd expect ten, twelve-ish p on that. Look at something like Upstart. This company, they achieved 250 a million in revenue this year, which is 200, 200 million to 250 million is my projections. I would say management's going to say 120 to 150. I've been talking to some people at the company and they're saying they always like to be conservative. They have a rule in their company, over-promise and under-promise, over-deliver. They don't like to do it the other way around. So they never want to let any of the investors down. So I'm expecting 200 to 250 I million. Like it. I, I like it. Maybe they should try to bid for Benzinga. We got a young investor. We have a public company that made us an offer for a lot of money recently. We said no. What do you think we should do, man? If you want some money, go public via SPAC and get yourself a free tones valuation. Get us a free yeah. what? If you go public via SPAC, you'll probably get like a free times valuation. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I would say I think I that's love this guy. Good. Yeah, I would say that's the you know the amazing thing about you guys. I mean, somebody put in the chat earlier, and um, right. I messaged Raz on Twitter the other day, and he actually responded. The man's the man's what he says. I mean, I think he respond he responds to like everyone. I think you know you're the I- you're the real deal. I, I, I try to and I plan on to and uh, we got some surprises coming up and it has to do with young investor. I don't think he knows what I got. I got some surprises. Luke, I had I had a revelation last night in bed in a dream and we're doing it. And I don't care if I have to put a hundred thousand to two million to do it. We are going to do something and it's part you're a young investor. You're a key part of it. And it's 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 uh uh vin he's already on board he's already on board we had a call with his mom young investors here but i have something big and um and there's a big 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 billionaire guy behind it that you guys are gonna love i i just um i don't know we'll see it's an execution game but it is gonna change the game change the game okay change the game that's what we're out here he, he his confidence is unmatched yes absolutely and he looks at companies hardcore and um, uh, like there's a lot of things I'd hire uh, a young investor for. I'd hire him to be our banker. I think he could go sell Benzinger for 300 million right now. You know, there's an offer for, say, 130 million. No, nope. I think he could sell Benzinger for about 300 million, but he doesn't need to do that. I love his passion for school. I, I mean, school's probably holding him back. I mean, it's probably holding him back. He's like. I have a flag football team that we won the championship. We beat uh, the UWMC Madishbia's team for the championship this year. Young investor is like our all-star quarterback for the, you know, the other stuff. So, um, wait, Luke, I got to tell you something, man. Uh, that's why I came over here. So, um, yeah, when I'm excited, cause I'm, I'm a pretty, you know, whatever. So 
Um, anyway, any other picks or young investor? Are you uh, are we good to move, go? Are you good? What's on the yeah, back I'm, screen? I'm, okay, cool. I guess we, it looks like our screen is broken back there with the red, but it's really just the lines. It's kind of cool. I like that. Uh, I like that, Rohan. Producer Rohan, stepping it up. All right, we'll, uh, young investor, we will talk to you later, but I have something big that we're going to talk about in the next few days. I'm going to draw it out in the dock, and I'm going to get this guy behind it who has, let's just say, money to spend. So I, I need you to do when I, I'm going to probably call you this week, and you're, you're going to put a pitch together about it, and we're going to do a thing for him, okay? Great. All right, man. I'll talk, I'll talk to you later. All right, peace out. See you, Jason. Yep. See you later. Thanks for coming on. Um, we we do have. Wait, this is actually a pitch on the list to have a stock game show as one of your segments, not the stock trivia show. What's the stock game game show? What's the stock? Yeah, I know. You know, I what's the stock game show? I, I don't know. But the thing that I have is so freaking sweet. You guys are going to freak out. OK, Luke, I got to tell you something, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I was going to say, I keep hearing like there's this great thing. You come over to tell me. You know, I, I I lose my time with Young Investor, one of my favorites. So so what what what's the thing? I need to know. One of those big brokerage partners, and one of the big brokerage partners that we have, there was a person that we worked with, maybe a lady that was really difficult to deal with, really difficult to deal with. She's no longer there. Do you know what I'm talking about? I I know exactly who it is. First letter. No no don't 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 don't. I told the CEO that I would not say it. Don't do first letter. I mean, I'll do first letter of her name if you want. Is that what you're going to go with? Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me see if you know. It, it, it's the first letter of the alphabet. It's the first letter of the alphabet. Check it out. Check it out. Check out. Um, why would I? Why load up on GoGo? Um, why? Why load up on GoGo? Um, yeah. I want to know why. Ryan, are you in GoGo? Oh yeah. Come on over. Um, I'm going to bring, um, uh, my colleague, um, the best water boy we have. He was, uh, in that show, the movie, the water boy, he drinks his water. You need, you need some H2O? No, I actually, I'm on the Luke Jacoby energy plan today. Well, so, so come closer to the microphone. So you said something about GoGo, and the reason I'm, I'm questioning it, I did want another camera here today, a side camera, but anyways, about, oh my God, who just wrote that? Why did Elite just write? What the hell is going on? Okay. Uh, just guessing names. names. Okay. Alice, Some good guesses in here. All right. All right. All right. Let's stop the guessing. You, <laughs> yeah. Let's stop the guessing. I don't want to delete. Stop. Let's move on from that one. Okay. Um, it was a very interesting situation with that one. But we got to go back to Ryan. So DoorDash, not DoorDash, a GoGo. A GoGo like sold off and like airlines aren't going to use GoGo anymore. Why is GoGo a buy? So I'm, I I sold my GoGo a long time ago. What am I missing? So GoGo was a turnaround story, right? We had GoGo in the low threes, low single digits, improving their balance sheet, totally redoing the company, turning it into a services type business, which is really, really appealing for investors and going to be great for earnings. What do you mean a services type business? So like, so it's like Benzinga selling off our technology and now we're going to consult the people and feel better about ourselves. So instead of relying on people saying, yes, I do want to pay extra for why. Wi-Fi on a plane. They're actually going to establish deals with airlines for Wi-Fi on a plane and get that money guaranteed from the company. So more services based as opposed to in incremental. And they so also sold off one of the divisions, right, for, for some more money. So now they're still providing wireless on the airplanes then? Yeah. So, so like Mario was saying, corporate and business aviation is way larger for them than the commercial side. So what they're doing is they're cutting the side that's not great, and then they're focusing on the side that is great. Oh, I love this view. 
Don't go zoom in too much on us. I got a little belly. I told so you. So do guys. I, man. Coronavirus yeah. hurt me. Yeah. So you guys know my weight. We are, we, you know, we're on that thing. So, um, all right. So that's your thing. You like go-go. I, I've liked it since three. There's a lot of the move has already been made. I think this is a $20 stock. I like Oakley. I like what he's doing there. CEO of go-go. Uh, I, I, I think that we get to 20. I don't know how long it's going to take. Have you had, uh, should we get go-go on, see you on the show then next week? If you get Oakley on here, I would be thrilled. Please, please, please. All right. Aaron Breed, put that on your list. Get Oakley on the on the show, okay? Thank you. All right, new AK came out yesterday on GoGo. Beat Moody six times leverage at 406. I don't know what the heck he's talking about, but it sounds good. All right. Thank you, man. You're welcome. Appreciate it. So that was Ryan Faluna, Benzinga Pro, the man, the myth, the legend. He will take care of you. He is the most reliable guy I know, or one of the top four most reliable people I know, because I just said there's that Benzinga. There's four people that are – Whenever you say something, they just write it down. They never forget. I'm telling you guys, in life, if you can write things down and never forget and at least get back to the person and say, hey, I didn't get it done yet, I didn't do it yet, or this is what the result is, you're going to separate yourself from 90% of the people. 90% of the people don't show up and don't get back to people. They do not return messages. They do not follow through on what they say. I will promise you, Luke Jacoby, Ryan Faluna, this girl Jordan, you guys probably don't know, and it was one of the person that I was talking about that never forgets a thing and writes it down, and it's beautiful. And why do I hear myself on Spencer Israel's computer? And where do I hear myself? Now I don't. I was hearing myself on some computer. It was Spencer Israel. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. All right, guys. That was my so, laptop. Oh, my God. It was producer Rohan. Again, you got to write down producer Rohan. Turn off the speaker on your laptop. Write that down. Sorry to say, I applied a job Benzinga website three weeks ago. Never heard a thing back. Exactly, Jason B. I didn't name I didn't name every single person that gets back to people. I didn't name that. I named three people. And you're right. That's terrible. There's no excuse. We'll root that those people out. We had a guy apply for a thing that worked at one of our competitors. For sure hiring this guy. I found his resume for March 26. He didn't get back to him. Jason B., I don't know who you are. Send an email to powerhour at benzinga.com. And we will make sure that someone gets back to you. We do sometimes get some crazy reach outs that we don't get right back to on those. All right. Um, exactly. Internet enforcers. You always get back to someone. If you don't, don't show up at Benzinga. Honestly, I, I used to have like the chances for a second, a third, you know, there's no more. There is no more. What we separate ourselves is that we get back to people every time, no exceptions, no excuses. Every time, every client, it's 100% promise, 100%. All right, so why do we have Fox News in the background? Not real news. Well, there's no Fox in the background. What's this guy talking about? I think he caught it when we had the ceiling camera on. Oh. Fox business. Fox business. It's Fox business, dude. Distinctly different. Distinctly different. Okay, what time is it, Luke? My watch isn't on today. 48. Time for Spencer Israel in a minute. I need to take my laptop and get to work. All right. So, all right. So, Spencer Israel has a big surprise coming, guys. He has a stock that he's liked since 1968. And I think he's still in it. It's, I think it's related to sports. He is going to be taking some stuff over because he's has some interviews coming up. He has stocks. Um, I agree with what you guys are saying. I agree. Um, SOS. SOS, and then we got some Voyager. We got some Voyager sell-off today. You guys, if there's not going to be Voyager sell-off, you're crazy. It can't go straight up every day. There's people who've made a lot of money. They're going to sell some shares, including myself. I haven't sold shares yet, but like new shares. But 
there's it's, it's going to happen. That's just what happens in the market. People made money and they sell and buy. That's what the market's about. Selling and buying. What you're hoping to get is the trend. Invest in the trend. Feel If I ever sold my Tesla back at 100, I wouldn't be able to wear such a nice salmon-colored shirt. I can wear the salmon-colored shirt because I kept my Tesla to 600 bucks and I bought it at 18. So, you know, that's what I would say. Um... All right. That's good, Tony. All right. And then, um, oh, yeah, I got to do one more stock that I bought yesterday. Hmm, let me see what we're doing. Huh? Preview for tomorrow. Yeah, we got a preview for tomorrow. Special day. Luke Jacoby has more trades. Um, and what would you say, Luke? Four, four stocks. Four stocks. Wow. And newbenzinga.com pages announced on the show. And newbenzinga.com pages announced on the show. Let's look at some of my stocks. Make sure you subscribe if you don't miss it. Be, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you don't miss it. But look up BTN. We're up, we're up six, 3.6, 3.6, 3.63%. Let's look at FGF. I can't even see it on Luke's screen because it's over to the left. What kind of freaking laptop is this shit? I don't even know. Guys, can someone tell me the FGF's up because Luke's screen thing sucks? What the hell? Why would you have this like this, Luke? Zoom in. I mean, it's like... What kind of endpoint do you got in here? You need the API with the endpoint so across? So, no, no, that's not the I'm, stock. I'm teaching you. I'm teaching you already. Zoom in, zoom out. Okay, fine. Okay. You fine. want to make the chart bigger for people? You know? That's down 1.5%. I don't want to make it. I'm, I'm not happy. Okay. That, that's really sad. All right. And we got Voyager down. What is up today, guys? What is up? I mean, I'm getting crushed. I'm getting, Is Penn back up? Come on. Luke, what is going on with your computer, man? Oh, my God. Luke's computer. Stop. Don't touch. I don't want to zoom. Why do I need to zoom anything? I'm typing in P-E-N-N. -N. Why is it going to that? That's where the mouse is. Oh, my God. I don't know how Luke lives with his computer. Okay. Yes. Pen is at 105. Luke's computer. We have to get Luke a new keyboard because his computer is baloney. 105. What? Crew stocks, stocks are up. So does that mean my OSW is up? OSW, that's one world spot holdings. I own a Spencer. God, Spencer. Holy moly. I mean, Jesus, this is like terrible. Okay. Um, yeah, we're going to get Luke a new computer because that Planet 13 is up for the day and has been going. Oh, yeah. I know Planet 13. I'm friends with the founders. Um Oh, Chipotle's up. Okay, we got some moves. Spencer is going to give you – there's always a bull market, as someone I know, and there's always a bull market somewhere. We're going to find a few. Spencer is Israel has those bulls. He's going to give them to you right now. Planet 13 is up 32 cents of 4.61%. Share with the world. Like and subscribe. Let's make some money in the markets here. We're going to have down days, guys. I have trimmed my margin from, say, 300000 to about hundred or fifty. So, like, I don't have much margin is what I'm saying because I believe it's time to take some off when the market goes up and down and then, you know, save it for when you have a, a high-conviction trade. And I still – Spencer Israel, one of my high-conviction trades, sir, yeah. is Leslie Pool Supply, L-E-S-L. -E yeah, you and, Let, you and Luke are both in that one, right? Yeah, and it's down 3% yeah. today. So I need to know – if I need to buy more shares today, or do I wait tomorrow to pick it up at 23? I don't know right now. Market cap, 795 million. Uh, that is uh, high. Enterprise value is one thing. You know, I'm not going to buy more shares today. I'm going to see what happens tomorrow. If you want to go drinking with me, uh, yes, I'm fun. But you know, who, you, know, you know who's more fun? You know who's more fun? 
Our Spencer Israel, because Spencer Israel is always so serious. When he drinks, he's like, he's literally dancing on the bars. He, this last time I was at Spencer Israel, he was on the bar going, ding, 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 ding. This is pre-COVID, pre-COVID all right? I'm, I'm, I'm safe. I'm, 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 not, I'm not, you know, traveling lots of places. That was before COVID. Um, all right. Luke needs this computer. It was great talking to you. Send the love to your parents, and I'll see you back um, uh, on Wednesday, okay? Everyone, send love to everyone's parents. Thanks a lot, Raz. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, all right. Baby. What? Baby. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm here because I'm about to interview our next guest in, in a few moments. Uh, Christopher Miglino, the founder and CEO of SRAX. S-R-A-X is the ticker of the company formerly known as Social Reality. Now they are known as uh, SRAX. They have a very interesting – I'm going to ask them all about the company, what kind of a play it is. Uh, big, big token. Uh, is is sort of the thing they're known for. They they made an interesting acquisition last year. They bought LD Micro. Uh, we'll talk about that. That'll be in a couple of minutes. Um, someone, there's a thing in chat I just saw and I wanted to. Uh, Tiny Pie Media, you want to go drinking with rice? Uh, no, no, you don't. No, no, no you don't. <laughs> uh, maybe you do because because you know he'll pay for it. But you know give you a insider tip uh he doesn't have the 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 highest tolerance uh for alcohol so i guess that makes him a cheap date but um all right uh to Raz's point though really not a lot up today you know I, i'm looking at here let me show you my benzinga pro and let's go here let me just bring up my screen let's go over the entire session for the day i do have a filter on i do filter out lo the lowest price stocks uh, anything below $5, I filter out. So I'm not seeing those because um, every day there's always craziness with those. That being said, though, this is my first clue as to what kind of day it is, aside from looking at the overall in, in, uh, indices. It's like, what is the matter? What is going on here? Wait, regular session? Regular? What? All right, let me refresh my thing. My pro is being stupid. Uh, the, I look at the magnitude of the moves. All right, I look at the magnitude of the biggest gainers compared to the biggest losers. All right. And if I see that the top, the biggest gaining stocks today are, oh, there we go. Um, Jesus. Sorry. My biggest gaining stocks today. Uh, okay. All right. So I don't know what was going on there. I, I had some, I had to refresh to, to get some accurate data. So there are some big gainers, but like no names that I'm, that I'm used to, right? No names that I, that I know that are, uh, like frequent flyers, so to so to speak, like a bunch of names like Ouster, right? And like BNSO is, is just this ridiculous thing. So that to me is like the first clue that we're that we're like market breadth is not strong today. Aside from the overall indexes, and I, I look at the magnitude and I look at who who is atop the leaderboard today, and I don't see any names that, that are familiar, and that's a clue. Okay, a lot of the big names that I'm used to seeing, the, the mid caps, the large caps, aren't on top of the leaderboard. Uh, and and, and that, on that same note, I go down here to my losers, uh, and I do see a, a few more names that I'm at least more familiar with, um, and that you know that tells me okay maybe more down than up today and that's that's how it is you know looking at the overall market we are flat we are flat basically across the board i mean we're down in the russell we're, we're flat in the nasdaq flat in the spy i don't look at the dow jones because it's 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 too small uh for me personally but 
it's the, it's all the same thing. They're all correlated at once. So what difference does it make? Um, all right. As I mentioned, my next guest will be on in about five minutes. I want to see. Yeah, Jason OCGN is is is, is a frequent flyer, no doubt. Um, is is Moom today? Um, but yeah, by and large, there aren't a lot that I'm seeing uh, that are that are familiar names to me. You know what I mean? On the up movers, I don't know what Jason was saying before about a stock that I've been bullish like forever. There, there are no, there's no such thing as a stock. Maybe like Disney is the, the closest thing to a stock that I've been bullish forever. Um, but you know, I'm entitled to change my mind just just like anybody else. Uh, I, there are very few stocks that, that I would say bullish forever maybe disney but uh i don't know what he was talking about there i i'm not like jason in that i you know i have these convictions that that, that i hold you know uh forever and ever and ever um i i'm i'm convicted in, in u.s stocks i'm convicted in the u.s market uh the overall market but not so much specific names you know uh forever and ever for you know and ever i have longer term holdings mostly in etfs which i'll get to that in, in my etf show which starts in about an hour actually um but yeah, I don't have any individual names that I'm like super convicted on forever. Maybe besides Disney, like even my cannabis names that, that I'm super long, I, I'm holding low those through federal legalization, and after that, I don't really know. You know what I mean? Um, okay, uh, ever hear of Amazon? Yeah, I mean, sure, Amazon's a great company, but I, you know, I don't own the stock outright. I own it via a broad-based market fund. So, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Jay Rice. Um, Okay, let me do this. Let me bring on our next guest here. I want to give him plenty of time because there's a lot to get to. Um, Christopher Miglino, founder and CEO of Srax, company formerly known as Social Reality. Let me bring up the chart here so you all can see. Uh, very interesting play. I want to ask – I'll let him do the talking and let him explain what kind of play they are. And I'm going to bring him on right now. Chris, how are we doing today? Hey, Spencer, how are you? Good, good. Uh, how was your weekend? How's your week going? Fantastic weekend, and uh, week's, week's off to a good start. Why don't you explain for people who aren't familiar with, with the company, wh- wh- like, what does Srax do? So we've uh, built a platform that allows issuers to understand who's buying and selling their stock at any given time. So you as a as an issuer can log into our platform. You can see who bought your stock, what they paid for it, how long they've owned it, what their name is, their address, their phone number, their Facebook account, their LinkedIn account, their Twitter account um, there. And you're able to email them and SMS them through our platform. It provides a variety of other tools for the issuers themselves. So the issuer can uh, manage all of their warrants, manage their employee options. Uh, They can do predictability about their shelf availability, how much uh, availability they have uh, to take down off their shelf if they have it, and and a bunch of (laughs) prediction tools around that. So you can uh, predict when it might be the best time as an issuer, when to raise capital, um, and then we provide a variety of other services around that platform. So we have close to 200 companies that are on this platform. And so around 200 companies, you, issuers use our platform to manage all of their activity. And uh, once they have that data on, on who all these shareholders are, then they're able to go in and uh, create marketing programs to reach those shareholders. So they could tell them information about the company itself, 
uh, what you're what you're doing. Not, you know, a lot of people think that everybody sees all of the data that a public company puts out. A lot of people don't see it. So we provide a bunch of tools that help those public companies uh, market themselves out to uh, to investors and to manage everything they need to from a public company perspective. Wait, hold on though. There's no way you can see all those charts behind you. Yeah, uh, I can actually. There, you you can actually you have like the the brain power to compute all and like understand all those charts. How many charts is that? Well, you're only seeing. There's some more over here too, but uh, there's I don't know, we have around 200 clients, so we like to watch them all. So uh, you know, we own we own stock in most of our clients, and so we have around close to. $30 million worth of cash and stock. And uh, so we keep our an eye, close eye on all of our clients and so, look what's going on in each of their companies. Who, who's a typical client? Uh, any kind of NASDAQ or OTC client. We have 200, you know, 200 customers that are out there that use us to manage their entire process and to, you know, they log, their CEO, CFO will come in, log into the platform and it'll show them who sold that week, who bought that week, who are the retail investors that are buying, who are the institutional investors that are buying, where are they holding their shares, where are they keeping them, are they buying and selling? Because there's filings that have to happen within the regulatory part of uh, of the SEC around, uh, around institutions, but they try to hide out and they don't want people to know what they're buying and selling. So we've helped unmask where those people are holding their shares, what their movement is intra-period between the filings that they have to make. I just want to be clear, when you say shareholders, what, what kind of shareholders are you talking about? You're talking about like institutions or, or retail? Uh, both. So on the retail side, we can see every individual shareholder that uh, that's out there. Really? So like when, we, when we started working with, uh, say, somebody like a genius brands, they had 3,000 shareholders. Now they're close to 400,000 shareholders. And so we can see all of those shareholders, the, the name, the address, the phone number, the LinkedIn page, Twitter page uh, of all of those people. And then we provide the tools for those companies to be able to communicate with those shareholders. Wait, I didn't even know that information was, was, was available. It is. Yeah, well, that's a... Uh, they license the platform for, from us. They pay us uh, a monthly fee, a monthly SaaS fee to access our platform. And uh, and then they can get this data. And then we also own a, a, a conferencing software that allows them to throw all of their quarterly calls and their uh, shareholder meetings and things of the sort right from the platform. And then we own a... Uh, a conferencing company. Um, we bought a company last year called LD Micro that does two of the largest microcap conferences uh, throughout the year. Uh, this last year, we had uh, we did one in December. We had a hundred thousand shareholders, retail shareholders, show up over a two-day period to get exposure to all of these companies that are on the platform. And and now we just put our press release yesterday about uh, a list of around seven other conferences that we're doing this year. So you're the data provider. Or, or I guess the data platform, where, where do you get that data from? Or unless you can't say. We buy it. We buy all the data from uh, from all of the custodians of the information. Now, public companies have the have the right to buy that data um, from uh, from the market makers. Yeah. So we we have the agreements in place to execute on that and, and, and to buy that data. So, but you can't get it without, you can't get it without being the company itself. So, you know, if you wanted to see who the Shrack shareholders were, 
you couldn't go get that information. Only Shrax can get that information. Okay. Are, are there other, do you have peers? Are there other pro, uh, uh, firms that do this? Or I, I, I don't know of any. Top no, there's, there's some big players out there like that are uh, um, IPRIO and NASDAQ have a product that is a very institutionally oriented. Okay. And um, our roots are born out of the, out of the marketing, advertising, digital advertising space. So all of our infrastructure that we've built over the years has been about ingesting data around specific audiences and then figuring out how to uh, create mar digital marketing opportunities to that audience. So it's a much different approach than, you know, just looking at which institutions own Tesla quarter to quarter, right? Like I don't really care who owned my stock in December when I'm, I'm reporting in May. Right. Like that, that, that lag period is so significant that it, I, I just don't even care what happened in December. Right. So I need, I need the ability to see that data in more real time. I need to see that data quicker. I need to see it faster. And that's what our software provides is the ability to see it, it, you know, to be actionable. So that when somebody, you know, you have a day when your stock's up big, you can, you can look into our platform and say, where did that come from? Where did that buying happen? You know, was there a big institution stepping in? Was there big uh, retail investors that were stepping in? What, what happened in this process? And then I, I guess in theory that that would allow the company to, to be able to respond in a more efficient manner, right? To, to price spikes or drops or whatever, whatever anything. Yeah. And it also allows them the ability to communicate with these people. Right. So if you're a, you're a, just think about, uh, um, any of these companies have been going crazy lately and the amount of retail base that has come into those stocks that are driving the, the price action in those stocks. What if those companies could grab all of those retail names, all those retail investors and create marketing programs to target those people with, information about the company, public information that everybody knows, but keep it in front of those people that are day-to-day -day trading in, the, in their stock. And no, they know these are people that have owned their stock in the past. Yeah. So these are, this is what our tools do. And it provides a better communication platform for the, for the institution or for, for the issuer to be able to communicate with those shareholders. I'm curious what the last 11 or so months have been like for you, because there's obviously been this explosion in retail trading really, I'm, I, I mean, in the last year, but really also in the last like three to four months specifically around GameStop and, and other, and other things. What has the last year or so been like for you? Cause I'm, I'm imagining as retail interest in the market goes up, so too does demand for a product like yours. Well, it's been incredible. The, the product has grown substantially over the last uh, year. You know, we're up to two, close to 200 issuers on the platform now. Last year at, at this time, I think we had around 50 or so. So it's grown very, very quickly and it's not stopping. It's continuing to grow. Uh, sales went from, we just had our biggest sales quarter ever we announced. We sold $10 million in the in the first quarter of this year, we raised our guidance for the year from uh, 16 million to 23 to 25 million dollars for the year, and uh, we think that that could even be a conservative es an estimate. So yes, it's had a big impact on us. But the tools that are built inside the platform are uh, not only related to the retail investor; it, it helps a public company in general and everything that they need to do. 
And that's why we built it because we, you know, I needed it as a public company CEO and there, it wasn't out there. And so we built it to accommodate everything that we needed to do. And um, that's how the, the product was born. So, yeah, this last year has been absolutely amazing. And we think that the rest of this year, if, you know, the beginning Q1 was incredible with 10 million in booking, Q2 is already off to uh, an incredible start. So uh, let's see where we, you know, if we can get to the end of Q2 at the same pace, we should well outpace the, the high end of our guidance. Here's a good question from, from the chat right here. Uh, from Adi wants to know how, how the data that you provide, is that helpful to investors at all? It, it would be very helpful to investors. And we've had a lot of hedge funds and a lot of, uh, you know, high net worth individuals that have wanted to buy the data from us, yeah. but our product is uh, highly focused around issuers and the data that we get is only available to the issuer themselves. So the we can't share that data with any, uh, any investors. Now, the publicly available data, like we've built some tools around the shelf availability of a, of a company and when they might be raising capital off of their shelf um, and pull, doing another capital raise. And we've done some predictions around when those companies might be tapping that. So that's a product that could be very valuable for the uh, retail investor in investing in the market because, you know, a deal's ultimately coming down and you might see some, you know, some price pressure against that. Uh, Tell us about Big Token. That's a wholly owned subsidiary, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, so we've started a couple of different companies inside Shrax over the years. We uh, we started a medical business that so we sold to a, a PE firm a few years ago. Um, we had all the doctors in the United States in our platform. Then we started a company called Big Token, which allows consumers to own their own data. So you as a consumer can own all of your own information. And this thing has just taken off. It has a lot of uh, engagement with it. And the stock is, we put it into its own public company. We own around 64% of the other public company right now. Um, our piece of that company, we own 149 billion shares of this thing. And it's you know worth around $2 billion, just our piece of the, just our piece of big token. Um, at where it's trading today. And obviously that's, uh, you know, it's a, a crazy valuation uh, for the company. You know, they're, they have a valuation up in the, you know, 3 billion plus range. And uh, so we've, if we can ever monetize that piece of, our, of, of that asset that we've created, it'll be, a, you know, a lot of cash for the investors inside tracks. And it trades on the OTC markets, right? trades on the OTC, but it trades a lot. I mean, it has, you know, trades anywhere from 10 to 25 million shares a day. It's, it's pretty active. The symbol is FPVD. So Frank, Paul, Victor, David. Yeah. I'm looking at the volume now. Uh, you know, um, it, it is pretty active. I can confirm. I'm, I'm pretty familiar with, uh, volume activity on, on the OTC markets and, and for, for a stock that, that on that market, that's, that's a pretty good amount of volume. Um, it's interesting because big token in a way, I mean, it, it does like predate the NFT thing, but it's the same as that concept, right? As like yeah. as monetizing your 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 stuff and yourself. Yeah, so it's more about monetizing your own data. So it's like you are an NFT, right? Like Big Token, you are your own NFT, and you can take your data and sell it out in the marketplace. And so, uh, you know, people can then uh, sign up onto the platform if they download the Big Token app and do it. Then over time. 
they start to earn revenue, earn cash and you get paid hard cash and uh, they're setting it up so you can get paid Bitcoin and different cryptocurrencies inside the platform. We've hired a, a, a great team over there that's that's managing that project. And it's, it's spinning it out has enabled us to be 100% focused on the Sequire business inside of Shrax because it's that business is growing so fast that, uh, you know, we want to make sure we're 100% focused around the issuer side and providing data to public companies because that business we've gotten profitable now. So without the big token piece, we had even a positive net income positive uh, numbers for the for the business without big token. And so they're off on with their own PL and their own balance sheet at this point. So they're able to, uh, you know, they're able to make their own moves without having to depend on our balance sheet. And, and while their numbers have to flow through us for a little bit until we get under 50% ownership, which should happen here, you know, hopefully within this year, then uh, they'll be off on their own and our, our shareholders will benefit from both companies. What type of data are we talking about really? For the consumer? Yeah, yeah. So you, know, you log in, it asks you a bunch of questions like, what do you like? What do you do? Yeah, you can connect your bank account, your your credit accounts, your and you get points for connecting all of these different things together. And then it tracks your location. You allow it to track your location. So then all your location data is available. <coughs> Excuse me. And then all of that information is then put it into segments and those segments are then created for advertisers to target. It doesn't get sold to advertisers. Nobody gets their hands on your data, but advertisers can target those segments. And they have some really big brand advertisers. They have, you know, the creme de la creme of uh, brands that are buying data from them. So they should do well this year. And it was time to, you know, to move them off into their own public companies so that they they could be on their own and have a clear story about. You know, it's a play where where people own their own data and Shrax is a play that is helping just issuers and dealing with retail and institutional investor data. Yeah, that makes sense. So on, on the one hand, you're enabling the, the, the companies. On the other hand, your subsidiary, at least, is, is enabling individuals. So it goes hand in hand in that way. Um, before I let you go, any like big, important upcoming catalysts that people need to be aware of, uh, I guess, for either company? Well, you know, we just had our earnings call, which was a big deal for us. It was a, you know, first time we were able to show that the tremendous growth that we're having inside of, of Shrax. I mean, the, the revenue has grew uh, over 300% um, for the fourth quarter. And uh, given the guidance for the year, um, we gave guidance of the second quarter for $7 million, $5 million we had given for the first, which we we're going to hit $7 million for the uh, for the second quarter. So we're, uh, you know, the catalysts are just continuing to grow the business and stay profitable and uh, on the supplier side and and hopefully be able to monetize some of our uh, big token asset in the, you know, within the next three to six months. All right. Chris Miglino is the founder and CEO of Srax. You see the ticker up on your screen this entire time. Chris, uh, get back to those charts, man. You got a lot of charts behind you. you, you Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks All right. a lot. Uh, hope you guys whoop, hope you guys enjoyed that. You know, we try to bring a wide variety of companies on this show. Uh, most of them public. Um, not all you that you may have heard of. And if you don't like it, that's fine. And if you like it, great. You know, if it gets the gears turning in your head, then that's that's what we want. We we want to we want to give you ammo uh, to do your own thing. 
right? So if that interests you, check it out. If it doesn't, you know, you're allowed not to, you know, <laughs> you're allowed not to like things, obviously. Um, someone in chat just posted that that DMX died. I don't even know. I don't believe. No I just went on Twitter. I'm trying to confirm yeah. that. I don't think well, it's true. I don't think that's true. Because I don't see it on Twitter either. So Blue Zone, if you're trolling me about that, that's not, not a nice troll. Blue Zone, man. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, who do we have coming up next? Uh, producer AB. we have brian friedman of friedman capital vc so we got um some yeah. venture venture capitalism you know do we do, do we know what kind of uh companies they, they invest in well so i'm looking at their site right now so friedman capital looks like they've kind of got their their hands in different buckets but it seems like brian friedman is their uh real estate and special situations investing uh guru so special situations that that is ominous man yeah, I don't know. I was thinking like like the GameStop like special situation. You know, like what does that mean? I, I don't. I somehow I doubt it refers to GameStop. Zoltan, thank you. I appreciate it. It means a lot. What? What, what did he say? <laughs> he said I look good. <laughs> hey, Zoltan gets a round of applause. Um, it was it was Zoltan that that booked Gary V on Spax Attack. So Zoltan get Zoltan gets a tip of the hat and a thumbs up and. And if you ever come to our office, Zoltan, uh, <laughs> I'll buy you lunch. How about that? Uh, that, that? That was a great guess from Zoltan. Um, all right, Zoltan's Zoltan. had some great, done some great work, yeah, especially yeah. in yeah, the Zoltan. past couple months. Zoltan's a machine. Uh, Aaron, producer AB, we got to start getting that quality of guests on, on every show. I know that's you trust me. I'm gonna I'm I'm willing to learn from the great Zoltan. We we Zoltan and I have talked about once we do. Uh, he's saying May 18th. He's gonna be in the office. We, oh wait, I might not even be here. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, I will be. I will be. Okay. But we were talking about how once we're in the office, we'll be able to team up together. You know, kind of handle some of these guest relations and, and good guests. Uh, getting good guests together. So I, I'm I'm happy. You know, I'm excited for that. That yes, we'll be able to. Yes, Daniel. Yes, Elon. We're working on it, man. <laughs> We're working on it. All right. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, Tramoth, Elon, they're all in the pipeline, guys. Don't worry. Gosh. Yeah. You know, we you, you can never make all the people happy all the time, it seems like. Uh, there, there's, always a, there's always a bigger fish. Right. Uh, um, and I mean, plus, in 12 minutes, we got Brian Friedman coming up here, so... Yeah, and so so okay. Well, let me run through the rest of the programming for the day. So, we've got Brian Freeman on in a few minutes uh, here on Power Hour. We've got the ETF show with me. I'll be doing a quarter in review, uh, Q1 in review for ETFs, and then at two twenty, which is in about an hour, I'll have Andrew Channon uh, from Procure. Uh, Procuram, the UFO ETF is their ETF. We're going to talk all about space. Uh, and it's really interesting what's happened to that fund if you haven't seen it, but it was the only space ETF out there. And then uh, just the announcement of a new e- space ETF from Kathy Wood, just the announcement drove interest in, into UFO. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And so save your space questions uh, for Andrew. Because that'll be in about an hour from that from now. We've got first trade on at three o'clock. If you are brand new to the markets, brand new to investing, brand new to trading, you don't know anything, you don't know what we're talking about half the time. That's the show for you. Premier we it premieres every Wednesday at three o'clock Eastern. That'll be uh, after the, my ETF show. We of course have pre-market prep at the close with Joel and I from three thirty uh, to four. Mitch and I will hang out uh, until 4.30. We'll watch news as it comes in after uh, after the close. Cannabis Insider, every day, 
uh, from 4.30 to 5. We've got After Hours with Ryan Rose Biondi, 5 to 6. And still unconfirmed as, as far as whether there's a around the bell tonight. Oh, TV. well, we'll be. Yeah, it's on my calendar. It's on my calendar. That's something I, I, I think I think it's happening. And if it does happen, we'll have Kenny Glick, whom we love. Uh, we'll have Cheds. Uh, but TBD on that. I, I'm, I'm waiting for confirmation on, on, on around. The I also do have a special request from uh, from our, our man, Patrick Lane. Yeah. I, Honestly, I, I this is gonna make me sound kind of dumb. He wants me to ask our viewers watching Power Hour to throw out some clean tech websites and tickers. Clean tech. I'm assuming. Does that just mean like clean energy, like clean? Yeah, yes, it means it means like solar, wind, EVs. That's what that means. So that's what that means, guys. Clean tech. So wait, so throw out companies that people like. Is that is that what he's asking? He's asking for the chat to throw out some yeah, uh, no, no, clean no. text. Yeah. Yeah, he's asking for the chat to send it. So here. Drop stickers in the chat that you like for like clean tech companies. So any wind energy, solar energy, green energy, um, battery, uh, you know, EVs, anything, anything in that realm. Uh, Patrick Lane, I guess. I, I, I know we do have a clean tech event coming up. Perhaps that's why. Patrick Lane wants to know. Yeah, we do have a, a clean tech small cap event that's later in the month. Actually, it's the twenty second, which is in two weeks. That's what I figured by clean tech. That's what that meant. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't some like alternative meeting that I wasn't aware of. Patrick Lane, there you go. Uh, end phase checkpoint. Um, uh, Jason's asking uh, producer AB. I think is going to hop on for 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 Brian Friedman. But if Raz wants to, uh, Raz Raz wants to. Let's do it. Guys wants to hop on. You just asked me. All right, beautiful. All right. Um, uh, here, there you go, Patrick. Single point. Soac. Uh, Dmx is not. How many do we got in the flat in the chat right now? I'm going to tell Patrick to check the chat. <laughs> yeah, tell him to check the chat, man. We can't do all his. We can't do his, his whole job for him. Um, also, if you haven't mentioned it recently, uh, producer AB, the Benzinga boot camp. Boot camp is this weekend. Saturday. Saturday. Be there. Link is in the chat. Nine to four. Check it out. Nick Shaheen will be there. Hot Stocks Luke will be there. Neil Hamilton will be there. Who else will be there? Wait, Spencer, did you see what happened on Get Technical this morning? No, no, I missed it. But so, oh my god, did you hear about it? I I just know something eventful happened, but I don't know what it was. So well, a couple of things. But first of all, we. Uh, our guest was having technical difficulties and we were like, I, I hopped on, we were trying to troubleshoot and someone in the chat told Neil to click like alt for delete or something. And he did it and it just quit everything. It like closes all your tabs. So Neil like randomly went off this, <laughs> went off the screen. And it was just our guest there. And then Neil came on like three minutes later and was like, you got me. Like I, I, I did it. And it closed. <laughs> all right. In fairness, that may have gotten me too. Um, I know I, I didn't. I honestly didn't want to tell people it because I was like, "What if I want to get people with like the alt for delete thing or whatever?" Like I wanted to tell Luke. Oh, that's why he he was in a bad mood when I spoke to him a couple hours ago. All right. No, no, no. We had fun with it, but I was I was Hilarious. like I was telling Neil I was like, "We got to try to get Luke with this," and he's like, "Luke probably already knows that because oh, like no, he definitely he definitely knows." Luke knows all like the shortcuts and the Excel. Uh, just so everyone knows like uh microsoft does like sort of keep track of who their like co-power users are luke is an official microsoft excel power user 
The guy is literally a wizard with Excel. I mean, maybe we should have Luke do like a like a. He's like, he's talked about this before. Like, should I do like a five minute Excel thing and then we no, haven't made it happen? Like, not even five, like like ten minutes or longer, like like a webinar. Because seriously, if you guys use Excel uh, for your research or whatever, um, he is a freaking. It is unreal the the amount of stuff he knows how to do in Excel. Um, it's it, it's kind of how do these guys do with the ladies? Yeah, and you're asking all the right questions. <laughs> all Anne is asking all the right questions. Um, luckily, I don't really need to worry about that anymore. Um, back to the back to the boot camp. Sylvia Bellrock will be there. Matt Maley will be there. Nick Shaheen, as I mentioned, Izzy, uh, Gianni Depochi will be there. Uh, um, yeah, so the link is in the chat right now and in the description, and it's Saturday, so check it out. Let's get that banner off the screen. Wait, actually, speaking of clean clean text, now that I know what they are, if you want to pull up your Benzinga Pro, I've been looking at this, uh, the ticker's run, R-U-N. Yeah, Sun Run? What about it? Yeah, well, I'm thinking, like, so I think they're one of the leader in residential, like, solar panels and stuff. Okay. And so I think if we keep seeing people build new houses maybe they could be involved in the infrastructure like i don't know i just have been looking at the chart be like could it get back up to those because go back up to the highs it was at like 80 or 90 uh, and anytime no, it was at like almost 100 it was at 100 i think yeah and like anytime I, I feel like i like stocks that have gotten up to a point and then they're not there yet but they're still like it's not like this is just tanking like it's it's hanging this uh hanging around 55 whatever how often do we talk about big psychological levels? 100 is a big psychological level, right? You can see it topped out. It, it, it did breach it for a second, but it, it, it topped out right there, right at 100. When what was, damn, what was the stock yesterday that we were talking Tesla about? Tesla 700? No, no, there was a stock that bottomed out at 100. Oh. Shit, what was it? Anyone who's watching, oh man, I don't remember. We talked about it. <laughs> we talk about a lot of stocks every day. I know, I know, I know. and I, I, I have. I'm like Dennis. I have the goldfish memory. I don't remember anything. Um, uh, Penn, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, Penn, made in India. Oh, let's go. He was the one that brought it up. Um, yeah, Penn, like you saw it. Thank you. Coming through the clutch there. Bottomed out right there at a hundred. Right there, it's bounced off that level. So we, we see these big psychological levels act can act as support or resistance. In the case of Penn, it's support. Um, in the case of Sunrun, very, very obvious resistance. Um, why? <laughs> Who the hell knows, man? But I also, along those same lines, I don't foresee it dropping below 50. Like, I think that that 50 spot, kind of on that same psychological level, it won't. Well, I can't say that. Who knows? It could no, be worked. <laughs> so, the, so the obvious thing, right, if you just want to look at the last couple of months, really the last month, is you see it's in this range, right? So so maybe whenever whenever it bounces off of 50, whenever it gets down to 53, that's a buy. Whenever it gets to 62, whatever, that's a sell, right? Yeah. And you trade that range until it breaks. Well, I think in general, like, I mean, obviously a lot of these solar plays, oh, wait, I still have pen up. <laughs> a lot of these solar plays have gotten like, you know, 100, 200% gains over the last like two years. And I think in general, maybe some of the plays have been run up too much. And that's why we've seen some of the drops. But I think Sunrun out of them, like from what I've looked into it, they have a huge market cap. I think they are the, I could be wrong. So someone correct me if I'm wrong. I think they are the like premier leader in residential in- installations for solar panels. And we're obviously seeing this big boom of people building houses. 
I, I like it, but I don't, I don't, um, I guess I don't know enough about the company or the other companies, you know, that they're involved with. Just for fun, let's just compare it to the TAN ETF and First Solar, which is the kind of the, the that's large, a good idea, the largest solar play out there. Uh, obviously, highly, highly correlated. You wouldn't expect anything otherwise, but just want to see. Oh man, like like how they trade, and they really do trade together. Yeah, they're all the exact same, really. Uh, this almost looks like Bollinger Bands, the tan and first. But I mean, if I, if I if I like an industry and I think an industry is going to do well, why would I not want to get into like the leader? Right, that's kind of my mindset. Yeah, it's like if you like EVs, you want to be in Tesla, or maybe not right now. If you think I mean, it's just look a year to date, right? I mean, they're, they're all trading the same. Um, that's interesting that they, they it almost does look like Bollinger Bands on, on the chart. That's weird. Um, all right, so you're eyeing you're eyeing run. I have it on my watch list right now. Actually, actually, full disclosure, I am a I'm a holder. I do have some shares, but you have some shares. Yeah, I do have some shares, okay. but I'm I'm like looking. I'm I have it on my watch list to add more shares, and it's definitely okay. not one I'm going to uh, going to sell because I think I put it in one of my like long term. Maybe I, I I opened a uh, like a retirement account recently, like a Roth, and I, I think yeah. I put. Aaron- and, uh, it's like I'm growing old. No signs of maturity. Okay, that, that's that, I like. Look, I, I I think the best way to learn about stocks is to start trading and start buying and buy a stock and see what happens. It doesn't really matter what stock, but eventually everybody needs to mature into like a uh, and I I don't want to sound like an old like an old fart, but like like a, like a responsible quote unquote investor, right? And trading is not for everyone no investing is investing is for everyone everybody should be an investor i feel so strongly that everyone get run off the screen maybe uh i feel everyone (laughs) should be an investor okay if you don't have the 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 mental fortitude to be a trader that's fine you don't have the attention span that's fine it's not for everyone Buy stock, learn how it works, learn how it trades, use that knowledge to become an investor. And how do you do that? By creating retirement accounts like Pierce Ray B just did. And man, that's a big step. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And like I said, so I put some run in there. I think around its like current price, like it was like a month or so ago, but it was around like 55. And so that's one of the ones. So in my retirement ones, they're stocks that I'm not trading, ones that I just want to buy and hold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, you can throw to me at least. I, I it's like throw all the technical analysis of trading all that out the window. It's just like, what what stocks do I think are gonna be worth more in 10, 20, 30 years than they are today? And a lot, probably a lot of solar companies. But I want to pick the ones that I know are gonna be around, ones that are gonna last. See. Also, I do want to say, I, I don't know if Logan in the chat if he said run at the same time he said run is a great one i don't know if he said that right after i mentioned it or if he, he said it first he, and i said it he mentioned it after you mentioned it. okay he was agreeing. So i was gonna say good call too and he, he also confirmed that he said they are the leader or they bought out their leading competitor oh that was another that's i think right so right before i bought into them they had a big acquisition i like that i was like all right if they've got the money to spend on like a big acquisition and they're like making these moves and i like that i think that's a good sign uh Producer AB, can you check on Brian? See if he's he's uh, sure yeah. I uh, yeah. He has an email at us, and we missed it or whatever. Um, no, but I just want to address something that Brian Brian Blockchain just said. Um, not a fan of putting all my money uh, or putting my money into something I can't touch till I'm sixty. Well, obviously, if you put it in a retirement account, yeah, then there are penalties, there are penalties for early withdrawal. Um, if you have a regular taxable account 
you know, there, there's you're, you're not going to get the same tax bonuses as you would with a Roth IRA or 401k or whatever. But the principle of buying a hold still applies, right? So even though if if you really really don't want, and I'm you know I'm not an investment advisor uh, or a financial advisor or any means, but if you really really don't want uh, to take advantage of the tax advantage accounts like that, um, that doesn't mean you shouldn't participate in buy and hold. I really wait. Can I ask something though and clarify real quick? Yeah. If you can still sell stocks in your IRA, like you don't have to hold them, but you just can't pull the money out. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or you can pull the money out, but there's a penalty. Yeah, there are penalties for early, early withdrawals. You can make trades within your account. Right. So it's not saying like if I bought Run right now, I can't sell right. it in 40 right. years. Right, 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 right. You just can't withdraw. You can't actually get the money. Um, I haven't seen it. So I'm just going to. I'm going to put this all I'm just going to put this all out there. We'll have our little we might usually have these producer conversations behind closed doors, but I, right. so it says he's confirmed on the calendar invite. Yeah. And I haven't got we haven't gotten any email or anything yet. Should I just call? You think I should just call him? I I have a cell phone number. Yeah, I think you should call him. I think right. we'll, we'll, call him. we'll get you off here. Yeah, this is what we do all day basically. Yeah. Calling, calling each other. All right, I'm I'm taking you off so you can you you can call um uh, uh, Brian here, and then Jason's gonna hop on with him um, whenever he joins our stream, and then I'll hop off. I'll get ready for my show, and that will be that, guys. If you missed uh, our other stuff today, if you missed Gary V at eleven, Gary V was on with us for like forty minutes. Hop on over to Spacks Attack after we're done here, or after maybe I'm done uh, at some point. Um, check that out. That was a great great interview you know they said we, we, we were having gary v on i assumed that meant like oh 10 15 minutes right because gary v is a busy guy no gary v was on with us for like 40 minutes can you guys hear me yeah okay so i don't see the guy you're, 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 you're a little quiet you're a little quiet yeah i'm still a little quiet no it's better okay Aaron, okay now i'm not quiet right you're good okay but i can't hear you but i hear you in the office so that's okay um is the guest coming on still right now uh, he, he's supposed to be. Producer AB just called him. Oh, he did. Okay, and now, um, someone just just called me. I don't know who. It was. Okay, but producer Aaron Thomas, you can't be leaving here. You got to get my audio working, man. <laughs> um, so I'll text him. Did producer AB text him? He's on the phone with him right now. He's. I I can see. He's like on the phone with the, with. He's on the phone okay. with somebody. I don't know. All right. I guess I can't confirm who he's on the phone. All with. right. All right. Hey guys. So, um. I just sent a text. I'm here. Um, I don't know what happened to my audio. I don't can't hear anything, but it's okay. Uh, you got to go watch a SPAC attack. Gary V. He likes to do. Uh, he's uh, a good interview. He has interesting things to say. You can. Hey, Rohan. This is this. Oh my God. This isn't the Academy Awards. Just get up and make it work. Okay. What is Thank going you. on over there, guys? He doesn't know what's going on. He's. <laughs> it's not like we don't do this every day of the week, right? I don't know why it's not going to – it just doesn't work. In, in their defense, they, they, they did just change the setup. All right, producer AB, what's the status? We should have a momentarily. Momentarily. All right, thank you, man. Is that – wow, we're on a nice fresh fade. I like that. It's <laughs> a nice haircut. Uh, you know, J- Jason's been he saying fi- – he, he fixed it. No, he uh, didn't. He fi- yeah, he did. All right. Yeah, he did. Oh. Okay. Right, uh, maybe this is a preview of a future Benzinger show where we do more behind the scenes type stuff. Uh, yeah, we- I want the behind the scenes stuff. I'll F4 to fix audio. Okay, no, Jay no. Jones. <laughs> Jason. What? Jason. What? 
what? Like that. <laughs> Neil got trolled by that earlier. He can't. It, it, he turned off all his browsers and left the show in the middle of it. Oh really? Yeah, it was funny. It was, a, it was a good prank. Someone pranked him from the chat. Hey Jones, goddamn it! <laughs> okay, Brian Freeman is here. Producer AB, you want to bring him on? Yeah, I'm gonna need to take my. No, no, you got to do the brand. Come on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, come on, AB. Don't touch a rook. Company, I don't know. What up? You're what in the top of the mountain in Aspen? <laughs> come on. Can you hear me? Yeah, can we can hear, hear you. you. Right, what are you doing? Skiing? All right. Well, I guess we should reschedule. I guess we'll reschedule. That was a false alarm. Brian Freeman's the CEO of a SPAC. I'm getting a lot, of, fee- I'm getting a lot of feedback. But he is not able to do this interview. I don't know what's going on. I guess producer AP didn't, didn't test with him. Brian, it might be easier if you take your uh, or disconnect the AirPods. It helps sometimes. Aaron, Bree, Aaron Bree, tell us about the company. About Benzinga. Oh, so he's Brian's with Friedman Capital, which is a venture capitalist. What's venture- this, Aaron Bree? We simple. We're a trading show. What's the symbol of the SPAC? Let's go, man. You've had, you've had this schedule for two weeks. Let's go. Let's get the get the data out there. Let our investors know. Go ahead. I, I was going to ask him about you know if he was eyeing any SPACs or something because I didn't see anything public out there. Okay, 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 dude. Oh my have, God. I don't know. Do you have the background info that I don't, or the uh, inside info right, that here, I don't know? Can you take Aaron Bree off the screen? Take Aaron Bree off. Okay. Uh, I apologize about Aaron Bree um, coming unprepared. Uh, Brian, can you hear me now? You're kind of breaking up on me. I am? So annoying. Why don't you sit down and put the camera in front of you? Take off your sunglasses. Stay a while. All right. I, all right. All right. So, guys, Brian Freeman is the CEO of a real estate spec. Okay, now I can see him. But we're breaking up. He has bad Wi-Fi. See, Brian took one of the first space trips to Mars, and he's up on Mars right now, and he's trying to talk to us from Mars. Um, the symbol is B-O-A-S. B-O-A-S. It's a SPAC. Um, I don't know what was wrong with Aaron Bree today. He must be, be sick or something because he worked on this interview for two weeks. Brian, it's a $300 million SPAC. They ra- I mean, they raised $300 or $400 million, one of the biggest, biggest SPACs out there. Um, uh, we'll have to look into Aaron Bree's condition uh, soon. Um, he's, if he's interested in any SPACs, that's the question he's going to ask. That, was, that, that will go down in, in you know, whatever. Um, so here's what we have to do. Yeah, totally, Judah. Judah Owens, that's just not cool. I agree. All right, Brian, you're there. Do you think your audio works? And Bree, bring him live one more time. We'll try it one more time. If not, we can have him call in. If, if, hey, Brian, if this doesn't work, well, you'll just call my cell phone, okay? Call mine. Oh, call Aaron Thomas's. How you get here? Here, te- here, text him your text the number real quick. I'm giving him yeah. Rohan's. I'm giving him Rohan's number to call in, but yeah, text the number. Wait, you're alive again? Hey, Brian. All right, they're gonna get 
All right, so they're they're gonna get this is a, a a stock that you guys can make money on, and that's what I want want to do. Um, Annie, I don't know what Aaron Bree was doing with this guy. I'm not sure, but it's it happens in life. It happens in life. The key is to become prepared in life, to come prepared, and obviously that wasn't happening. But either way, Brian's gonna be coming on right now, um, and that's the story. There's no jokes, Annie. There's no jokes. That's fact. He's going to call Rohan, and we're going to do the interview audio yep. only today. Yep, that's what we're doing. And that was just and- a little prank, by the way, where I, I acted like I didn't know what the SPAC was, you know. So got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you said you wanted more more uh, behind-the-scenes stuff for the uh, while we're waiting for Brian to call in. for the- Because we have Brian on the phone. Oh, never mind. Brian, go ahead. Hey, now. Brian, where the heck are you? I'm in Santa Fe, New Mexico at our Rosewood Hotel. And I'm outside in the beautiful air and mountains, blue skies. Sun is shining down. You sound you sound a lot better. Aaron Bree, will you put hey, I'm echoing in the office. Will you put um the chart, the pro chart on the screen? Okay, thank you. Um so you're in Santa Fe at, you said at your Rosewood Hotel? Is, is Brian still there? Brian's well, here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Are you at? Do you? Okay, are yeah. you? Are you at your hotel? Correct. Wow, I didn't know Correct. you had that. Yeah. All right. Do you own the Rosewood? Yeah. My Do you own the Rosewood Mayacoba as well? No, but I know who does. Oh, okay. I should have, I should have talked Very to well. you. Have you been to Puerto Rico at all lately? Yes. I was uh, just- through, through, through the drug the drug distribution trade business, uh, we've looked at stuff in Puerto Rico for many years. You, you should come visit your boy Jay Raz, who may be moving out there. Okay, I was just that's, in Dor- that's interesting. I, I was just in a Dorado Ritz Carlton Reserve, quite the place. That's a special. That's a very special property. I have been there. You have okay. I was there. Yes. For a week, looking at houses, a whole thing, man. Um, I don't know. You, Benzinga must be making some bazooks. Nice, Benzinga. Good living. Benzinga's grown a lot. And since we've talked, we're like, uh, we're, we do more revenue and profit than probably like 20% of the NASDAQ companies now. Um, so, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're not at Reuters levels. I mean, this is Zinger. So you're on Zinger nation and it's for us by us. We all build this thing together. So now I wanted to bring you on cause you have a spec BOA acquisition corp BOAS. You're, you're a real Correct. estate guy. You have some smart people involved in your, in your spec. What can you say about it? Why did you guys decide to do this? And before, actually, forget that. Forget those two questions. Tell us about your background a little first. Then we'll get to those questions. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. And I got cut from my varsity high school varsity basketball team. But I was a really nice guy and I was a hard worker. And the coach said, hey, you can sit on the bench and cheer us along. And I tried to do that, and I couldn't do that. And I realized I had to go and create something. And I started with a little internet company that I was able to recapitalize and make a little bit of money back in the late 90s. And I've just always been an entrepreneur. I've always been a doer, an investor, a builder, a creator. And I've only been able to really bet on myself and get people to bet on me. And so it started off 
with a little company. And then it was, I was planning on having a little venture capital fund. My close friend and who was going to be my partner, a guy named Ted Adderley, heir to Kelly Services, died in 9-11. I was supposed to be with him that night, that day. That really changed me. I went and worked for the government as a Snowden government contractor. Like I worked for the CIA, the DOD, Department of Energy, um, Administrative Office of the U.S. Courts. And I figured out stuff. But really what I did is I bought stuff for them. I went to school at night. I got my MBA. I got my master's in accounting, my master's in finance, a CPA. I would work all day. I would study all night. Then I would party. And I partied a lot. And by 2005, I knew exactly what I wanted to be. I was 26 years old. I left the CIA and went and worked for a pension fund advisor so I could go invest money and have access to real money and be able to buy what I needed to be able to buy and learn and be around people that had big money. And I was a pension fund advisor for three years and turned into me being a whistleblower by what I saw. And I invested throughout that time. And then 2008, I was 29. I founded Friedman Capital as my family office to go invest alongside other really smart people in spaces that I could touch, feel, understand, and add value on, or just invest and get the fuck out of the way. And I invested in all sorts of real estate transactions. I built all sorts of real estate. I also invested in operating companies, very focused on our private equity investing, but all were entangled in things that we understood. And at our core, we're distributors. My family goes back in distribution. Drugs, and one of our large investments is in pharmaceutical distribution. So after doing a couple billion dollars in real estate, I said... 2019, second half of 2019, my plan was I just basically finished buying and selling about 20 real estate transactions with a real thesis of moving from retail into workhouse, residential, hospitality, hotel, office building, really owning strategic core markets like Washington, D.C., where I live, where we bought the Watergate office building, where we built the Line Hotel, which is a $150 million, $180 million project where we built a bunch of apartments, where we built senior housing, where we had an understanding we were local. We also went into Charleston, South Carolina, and South Florida. So after completing this transition from 17 to 20, call it, my plan was to take some time off, not do any real estate deals, and get us back going. And it was March 13th, 2020. And I'm on the phone with these investment bankers Goldman Sachs, and they want us to do a $500 million SPAC while I'm being interrupted by my student housing portfolio melting down, being told all the students are being ordered to leave the College of Charleston, University of Florida, they're being ordered to leave, Arizona, they're being ordered to leave. Oh, shit, it's the nursing home portfolio. We got COVID. Oh, shit, it's senior housing. We have lost all leasing. Oh, our apartments in Washington, D.C., the government contractors are telling the people to move out but I'm still on the phone with the bankers and they're still talking and they're still pitching and they're selling, come on, we can do this back. You've got connections. You know how to build money. You know how to build companies. And I said, man, the world is melting down, but they are still pushing me on the SPAC. So I said the words, not because I like Donald Trump or anything political. I said the words bet on America. And they kept talking and talking about all the SPAC and all the liquidity and all the things we could do. And then I said, never, 
bet against America because of what was happening in the world. Well, as an entrepreneur, I trademarked those words. I worked through my real estate, which was hell, because I had hotels and I had student housing and I had senior housing and all that stuff, and I got it all worked out. I got one deal bought, and then I, it was November, and I went back to SPAC. And I said, it's time to turn that SPAC back on, and we turned it on, because I was through my real estate. And we titled to the metal. I didn't have a Christmas break in Aspen. I worked. I didn't have a Christmas break in Palm Beach. I worked. And I did calls. And I got a SPAC that was well oversubscribed with the idea that we are going to go bet on companies and be in the SPAC business. And just like how I went into the hotel business, I didn't go in to do one hotel. I went in to do 100 hotels. I didn't go into the drug distribution business by one company. I went in to do a roll-up. I was going into the business. So I'm going to go into the SPAC business. You like so that? I'm only as good. I love that. So I'm only as All good right. as my last spec. So, yep. so if I was going to do this spec, that's my brand, right? Yeah. So yes. here we are. We're in this. We're in the spec business, and now everybody's raised a spec. There's a ton of specs in the space, and there's a ton of liquidity. But don't worry, we have no fear because we only bet on things that we use and understand. We have that meter Peter Lynch mentality of investing. Good. Okay. Good, good. That's good. All right. Now, Brian, we got the background. All right. You've you've done it. You've made stuff happen. But the in the chat, there, I know you don't see the chat. The chat is is B-O-A-S. B-O-A-S. Okay. I know you don't give up on anything. You make things happen. You have your whole life. You always you always have figured it out. Okay. Um, my question to you is like, what kind of stuff are you looking at? Can you give any insight? into what size you're looking at and type of things you're looking at. Yeah. So absolutely. One thing is because we went into the SPAC business, we made sure that we had people in our sponsorship group that would help us get through, you know, anything, a big deal or a small deal. So no deals too big, no deals too small. We have a ton of capital behind us. And that's especially important for our pipe, which helps us be a differentiator. I built my real estate portfolio being able to have big capital behind me. So when I said to somebody, I'm going to buy this deal, they knew I was really going to buy it. And I was able to put my deposit down and go hard and show that I was there. I'm only going to be buying and investing in things that I know and touch and feel and that I work with every day in my businesses. So to give you an example, there's a little company out there called Toast. Toast changed how my restaurants, which I own a bunch, and had the ability to do delivery in COVID. I have restaurants and hotels. They had no way of plugging into Uber and plugging into those, you know, food delivery systems. They didn't know how to do it. Their cash registers didn't give them the ability because they were micros, which was attached to Oracle. This company out of Boston that I knew about that I was using on other hotels called Toast popped up. That company going into COVID had a $400 million valuation. Now that company is going public via Goldman for, I think, $20 billion. But that is an example of a company that I was using in my business and was like, that's the future. And any of those guys that I'm going to be, uh, anytime I'm going to have to redo a cash register, any of my hospitality and any of my hotels, I'm going to use that company. So I went after them to find out that, you know, they were already going public. But that is an example. We only are going for things that we can touch and feel. There are certain software that I'm using that gives me the ability to meter my properties as a technology, right? So I don't have to be in Birmingham, Michigan anymore or be in Tucson, Arizona 
to know what the electricity bill is and the fight with the tenant over what they owe on their electricity bill. It's all done in the cloud. Some people There's use 30 companies. Some, some people use Itron for water meters, Itron, I-T-R-I, to stock I've owned for 12 years. They do metering of the water, not electricity, but water. So just letting you know. Right, right. So those companies that I use have been weeded out. And so over the years, there's only two that we use. When amongst our portfolio of 150 properties, there used to be 25. Because I'm a 42-year-old guy that has been investing in real estate since I've been 20 years old. The only thing that I could bring to the table was some chutzpah, some energy, and the idea that we needed technology. I've always been a technology investor. So I have to hand it to Casey Bourbon because he created the phrase prop tech. But I've been a prop tech investor. Who who do you hand it to? Casey Berman out of Washington, okay. D.C. Casey Berman created a venture capital fund years ago to be prop tech investors with the thesis that his family, Berman, owned a bunch of real estate. And he came into the family and he wanted to really, you know, revolutionize things. And he could do deals and lose money, right? Or he could do deals and make money, hopefully. But he could also add technology to make his properties more efficient. And so in doing so, he figured out which technologies he liked and were game-changing. And then he created a fund that invested in them. One of the companies they invested in is called Latch, which is a SPAC, which would be a comp to what we're trying to do. All right. All right. Um, So – I, the they they want the Brian back that doesn't talk all business. It talks about the partying days back in the day. That's what they want. They want the Brian that guy who was looked like he was about to go snowboarding. But Brian, I mean, I mean Brian, how hard is it to get a deal done? I, I don't think it's that hard to get a deal done right now. I think for this for the spec, okay, okay. I, I, don't, I for us, I don't think it's hard anymore because there's a list of twenty things that we're working with and working on that are changing how we do business day to day. And those companies all used to grow in future funding rounds, right? And now the most efficient, lowest cost of capital and smartest thing for them to do is SPAC. And these, these are my vendors, you know, I'm customers to them. So I understand which ones are more effective and then I can actually invest in them and, and roll them out of my real estate properties to give them, you know, organic or inorganic growth. Yep. No, there's, so when should we look for an update from you guys? Uh, B-O-A-S. When should we look? When, uh, just hang out or what, when do we think we should look into it? I think you should always be paying attention to what we're doing. You know, yeah. obviously when, you should always be paying because we're going into the business. You know, we should definitely be somebody that's on your radar. Um, these are vehicles that we're going to be doing for the next 50 years. We're a really big believer in this business and the best people that are in SPACs, you know, they've got, they've got 25 of them. So that's kind of our plan. No, I hear you. Um, I hear you. It's, it's all right. So you're in, so you're at the, you're wait, where are you again? You're in, I'm at the, uh, Rose- I'm at the, Anas- I'm at the Anasazi in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is managed by Rosewood. Got it. And okay. I am out in front because I didn't think the internet was good enough inside. Talking yep. to myself, the birds are chirping, the sky is blue, and we have our own tequila, 
which is really hot and very expensive. And I can't believe the liquidity that is back in the market and the luxury traveler is back and it really feels like COVID is over and the roaring twenties are here. Uh, It's unbelievable. I, I I mean, to get the Ritz at the, I mean, the availability was so low. It was insane. Um, I had to drop Benzinga to even get a room and you know um, if you have your own tequila or you find a product, you know, I could sell it. Uh, Google top sugar-free champagne. What's the first result? Benzinga. I'll explain to you later, but find me some products. I can sell them more than most people can. Your tequila, I probably can't sell because you're probably charging like 3,000 a bottle knowing you. Well, we have three, we we have three lines. Actually, we have the $20 bottle. All right. So the $20 bottle, give it to me, call it the Benzinga bottle and I'll sell the shit out of it. I'll sell a thousand bottles a week. Easy, easy. Maybe a thousand a day. I don't know. Something like that. But um, we'll see. So, guys, the symbol is B-O-A-S. Brian's an entrepreneur. He follows Warren Buffett. He talks about Peter Lynch, as you heard. He probably likes, you know, uh, Warren's partner, you know, the whole thing. He gets it. He likes to Seth, make money. Seth Carmen. Seth Carmen from Bellpost. Yeah. Seth Carmen from Bellpost is is a mentor of mine and i'm very impressed with him he wrote a book called the margin of safety okay and i read that book every year as a reminder how to trade because that's all i am as a trader and business builder and it's very helpful i highly recommend it i teach a class at georgetown university and when people ask me you know what should they read that's the one book i tell them to read all right margin of safety says carmen Bye. You heard it here first. Brian, when you have news or anything to announce on BOAS, uh, hit up producer Aaron Bree. Maybe he won't forget next time, and you'll get him on, and he'll get you on. Um, but 600 people or 1,000 people just met you, and they're going to look up at the stock and follow it and uh, talk to you soon, and maybe I'll see you at the Rosewood soon. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take thanks care. for coming on. Thanks for coming on. So that's Brian Freeman, CEO of BOAS. Uh Listen, he's going to make something happen. He always does. That's just who he is. Um, you guys, does he have any favorite SPACs in real estate? I didn't ask. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. It's too late. He's off now. But, yeah, listen, um, Toast is an amazing business. There's a lot of amazing businesses out there. Aaron Bree can be an amazing business. Aaron, I think you have to move here to Detroit and be in the office. That's what I think. Or Puerto Rico. We're opening up Puerto Rico and we're opening up Detroit. That's what's going to happen. So you just let me know and um, what you want to do. And uh, someone said I was afraid to comment in the chat because they think they might get banned. So I made it easy for them. I just, I go, I'll make it easy for you, Dolores. I just put her on a five minute ban. I don't know. Like I saw that. That was a good one. That was funny. There, there, there's no reason to have fear. If you're afraid you're going to get banned, just like, okay, I'll just hit the button, make it easy. Um, so... Yeah. Um, oh, so wait, wait. Someone wrote, wait, why is it deleted? So this guy wrote, you deleted something. This guy, Collegian or something, you deleted it. said, hey, Jason, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> you don't need to delete it. It's fine. Um, I didn't delete that. I don't know who did. It, it got deleted. Why would they delete that? I, that that's like good shit. Come on. It, that was it, coming from someone on Twitch, not on YouTube. So the other YouTube viewers might not be able to see that one. Oh, got it. Because if I if I could f myself, that'd be pretty impressive. Like I don't know, like why that guy's so interested in what my physical ability to do things. Like I can, I don't know. Like I I guess that's just. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. I don't know if I could do that. I'll lose. I'll lose that one. Um. All right. Now it says what? Wait. I need to read an Internet of Fortress said about you, Aaron Bree. 
We, oh, did he you, say something about me? Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, wow. He said, give Aaron me for a month and he'll be in a I mean. Oh, I, we, okay. <laughs> I, I'll give you the Internet Enforcers because what you did today, Aaron Bree, you're not going to live down for at least a few weeks, okay? <laughs> I mean, two weeks. You dropped the interview last week. You didn't look up the guest. I mean, if, if, if you didn't have Spencer Israel here saving your ass half the time, you would literally be um, on the street. You know, on, on the, the street, street. You're, you're, tr you're right. Spencer, Spencer does save Israel. Spencer, Spencer saves my ass at least like twice a day. Like he'll call me and be like, yo, this is like wrong what you have. I'm like, oh my God, you're, you saved me. I don't know. Are my arms unusually short? I don't know. But my name is not <laughs> Rez. It's Raz. Fuck not. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't want to get too bad. But I love you guys, to be honest. I love you guys. I just like to have fun. And I know you said don't talk to the haters. There's very few. That gets some little energy in the room it's like when you're at a 7-eleven there's a fight outside you watch the fight if everyone's hugging like and hugging there's nothing to watch so i kind of do it a little bit for more entertainment you know um and that's it that's it like uh, i don't know why Aaron, like spencer just moved that but he did um but yeah so aaron brie you gotta what'd you say oh so you don't aaron brie you gotta step it up in the sense that um rodrigo come on over for a second um <laughs> You got to like um, do your research, put the time in. Yeah. I, I, all right. So, we no, got, I honestly, I did some because, like, when he saw red, I don't want to, I, I, Aaron, right. I don't want to hear it. Okay. You failed <laughs> that one. Okay. But hold on. Let's bring Rodrigo in. Rodrigo. What's up? So, Rod, come closer to the mic. They want to hear you. What's up, guys? So this is Rodrigo. He is the Wall Street bet lookalike when you we had him on the show during the Wall Street bet days. But what I want to say is Rodrigo was here about a month and a half ago. He has taken on sales, Benzinga Pro, all this stuff. He's killing it. He's a guy that was a, a listener on the show. Instead of sending me annoying like messages, he's like, hey, I think I can make an impact here. So I hand him off to Neil. Neil Hamilton says Rodrigo missed a, a calendar meeting. So Neil didn't want any time for him. He said, oh, we'll wait till the next year. And I said, no, talk to the guy. There might be something there. But I didn't talk on the phone because I, you know, whatever. And then he talked to Neil. They liked him. He's been here for how long now? Uh, since February 22nd. Since, since what? No, since it? January. January's 8th. I don't, whatever. Okay, come closer. How, how, how's it going? I just forgot. What, I forgot what month we we're in. I was thinking that it was like, like eight months, nine months ago. <laughs> I forgot that we're only in like uh, April. I was thinking like we were in August for a second. I don't know what's going on here, okay? This Red Bull is, you know, you just never know, okay? So now tell us how it's going here. Be honest. I know they consider me the boss, but I'm not the boss. You guys have that all confused. So, Rodrigo, tell them. Uh, so, I mean, since I got here uh, in the newsletters department, we've been trying to make this better for the subscribers. We want to make sure that you enjoy the newsletters. We have Nick Shaheen, who is an options heavy hitter. We have Matt Maley, who is a chief market strategist at a private equity firm, Miller Tayback. So he's, he's what we call smart money retail traders. Uh, we have Gianni who also has institutional trading experience. Yeah, that's awesome. You're going to sell. So he's going to sell. He's son. But I want to know what your experience like at Benzing has been. Have mm -hmm. I been a bad, as they say, boss? But I know I'm an empowerer. I'm not a boss. But well, like, tell me about your experience about building at Benzingas. Honestly, give a day in the life of Rodrigo. Or like, will you be, you, have you been at a quarterly meeting yet? Uh, this will be my first quarterly meeting. Too. Okay. So then why were you here a few weeks ago or a month and a half ago? Just to visit us? Yeah, just to say hello to everyone. Okay. Yeah. All right. So tell, tell tell us a little bit. 
about that, like working out with Ryan Faluna, just like tell us like a little bit behind the scenes. That's what I'm looking for. What's this guy under me for? They said you were, you were quiet because you were apart. Oh, okay, okay. I had a guy under me. I didn't know what was going on. I got a little concerned. All right, go ahead, Rodrigo. Um, so since I joined here, I can tell you that uh, the energy is great. Everybody is about building here and making the company better at the end of the day. You, the subscribers, are what keeps us going. And we definitely want to keep improving everything that we can. We're open for the feedback because this is made by traders for traders. So any feedback for any product line that we have, it's always taken great. The feedback here, we always try to build better. And uh, it, it really is, you know, coming from working at private banks, I can tell you that the energy here um, is not alike. Um, it's different. It's very motivational. So if you think that you can make an impact as well, this would be a good place for you as well. Now, Rodrigo, can I get a little personal with you for a second? Sure. Yeah. Are you sure? You can say no. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm done. But it's a, physical, it's a physical thing. So, like, I got, I want to be, like, transparent. It's a physical thing because, you know, in this day and age of all this rules and stuff, I, it's, a, it's not a bad physical thing. It's someone in the chat said something, and I want to know if I can bring it up. Yeah, yeah. This guy in the chat said, Rodrigo, you need to color your roots. His name is Noel Vic, okay? I think he's offering to pay for you to color your roots. Do you want to color your roots? If you do, I'm happy to front the money, and you can go somewhere in Detroit or wherever, and we'll pay for you to color your roots because you are not just going to be the sales guy. You're going to be a front-end personality because you have – Rodrigo has that passion. He doesn't know how good he's actually going to be. He came in and said, I sold $61,000. I bet you the next time I see him, he's going to say, I sold 610000 That's just who this guy is. He doesn't know it yet. But I always make people, or I try to get people to achieve way more than they think they can achieve on their own. But Rodrigo, what's your answer to that? Uh, whatever the people want here. You know, I dyed my hair once for you guys. Keep you, uh, you know, entertained coming back. It's, it's up to you guys. I'm down. Whatever Jason says. I'll do it. Okay. And then, th wait, why is this happening, JJW? Poor guy. Are you upset right now? Uh, nah, I, I'm happy. I'm very happy. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> like the happiest guy ever. I love Rodrigo. Okay. I don't, the people that I talk to, the people that I love, if I didn't love Rodrigo, I wouldn't be up here. I love the guy. So I don't know what you're talking about, JJ. Um, yeah, Gregory Black, Gregory, that's that last name is hard for me to pronounce, Rodrigo. Gregory Balk, I guess. He, he says, um, you did, yeah. you helped him out big time yesterday. What'd you do for uh, Gregory? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember exactly what I did. I, I probably help about 50, 60 people a day. I get back to them within one day and I always, you know, aside on them because like I said, we are for traders by traders and, uh, I'm really happy that, you know, we, we resolved this issue. Anybody else that has issues, you know, you'll get the same high quality service, top notch from me always. It's the Ritz Carlton type service. You guys can subscribe to the Motley Fool, but you're getting real people here. Rodrigo is super passionate. We did, you know, I asked Rodrigo to come in here and talk to you guys about like building at Benzinga and he was about, he started to, but then he changed it. He's talked about the products that he's working on, the stuff that he's selling, not just to make the quick dollar, but he believes in them. He believes in them. I don't know if I told you this, Rodrigo. I think I'm starting a product. My live portfolio where I put a trade on multiple times a week, my live portfolio with my real dollars, because the Motley Fool, I had a person complain that the Motley Fool founder's portfolio is live, and why aren't, why aren't, why aren't I? And so I'm like, okay. 
So that, but, but Rodrigo, the passion. Now I, I said this idea to Rodrigo, I guarantee Rodrigo has ideas to make that 10 times better. And I listen to them. I believe Benzinga is a place to make experiments. We're not a typical company. Actually, our name of the company should be Benzinga Labs. We're one big freaking lab. We do experiments. Rodrigo is a listener in the show. And I don't say no to people in the show and like, unless I don't think it's a fit, but he showed some value. Mitch Hotch, another guy. And we're going to have growing pains because we believe in radical candor at our company. But um, wait, I think I have to go off because Spencer's hosting a show right now. Um, oh, no, he, he's Rodrigo is great. I don't know what JJ's problem was, Rodrigo. But you, we do have to wrap up here for Spencer's ETF show, though, in a couple minutes. We got about another minute we can go. OK, so Rodrigo, any product that they should reach out to you about and how, and how do they reach out to you? They want to know. Come to the mic. So any we have newsletter subscriptions and uh, like I was saying, Matt Maley does the stock picks. Nick Shaheen does the options. Gianni Depocha does the breakout. You have a 14 day money back guarantee. I'm going to be the person that's going to help you out. You know, sign up any refunds, whatever it is, concerns, questions, feedbacks, anything. Uh, I, we want to make the product better and anything that you need. You can email newsletters at Benzinga.com. Or just call in and ask for newsletters. You press the number one, and you'll get to my phone directly. That's what I love. I love when we roll, row in the same boat. The person who's doing the Benzinga chat put the link to the newsletter page. We're in the same boat together. And then Israel Hernandez, you know what you get? You get uh, a an air horn. Thank you. Because I saw what you did. You you um, Raz didn't like the refunds comment. I don't know what the refund comment was. What was that? Uh, the refund of 14 day money back guarantee. I don't, I like that. I want people happy. <laughs> well, I don't know what the guy is talking about. Stop putting words in my mouth, Jason Douglas. I'm going to put you on the block right now. Okay. Um, I, 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 if I, if, if I have to go down to 10 listeners and that's it, cause I block everyone. Well, that's so be it, but I'm just kidding. I really won't do that. I won't do that. You guys, I love you. Um, love you guys all Rodrigo. Thanks for coming to Detroit. It's been awesome. You're the man. Are you going to lunch? Where are you going, dude? I just got to go back work, get back to some customers and keep doing what, what we do here. All right. I love you, man. Peace out. All right. Yep. He's a, he's a good man. Rodrigo guys reach out to him. Um, um, wait, he goes, if you can sell anything, I think it might be following up with a few more emails. You can just g give me an idea. I'm going to play. I'm not. I, I, I write a lot of emails. Don't tell me about following more emails. That is bullshit because I, I will out email you all day, mofo. You're not going to out email me. OK, no. Rodrigo put his jacket on because I think the, I think a bird was was uh, there's a bird flying over in the office and he didn't want to get bird doo doo on his shoulder. When I was in Puerto Rico, a bird pooped on my eye. And my glasses had yellow on it. I had to jump in the pool immediately. It was terrible. These birds were everywhere. They were attacking us. All right. People, people um, said it's good luck. I don't know. doesn't seem like very lucky to me to get pooped on by a bird. I don't think it's good luck with my wife, but like, you know, <laughs> um, I don't know. People tell you tell me that. You're right. All right. Hey, Wait, listen. Jonathan Dominguez said in your Twitch, change the Twitch category from talk show and podcast to stocks and bonds. You guys got to do that. Change I already that. pinged. I pinged AT about it. We I thought did we did it. I thought, okay. I thought we did that in the past. I was going to say, I thought we already did that. Spencer Israel's live now on the ETF show. Transfer it over. Oh, guys, I need you to subscribe to Benzinga Pro. I need you to buy <laughs> newsletters. We need you guys. Come part of the community. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We need you to subscribe. 
by and join the community. Be part, be part of Zinger Nation. Be part of our FDA calendar. Be part of our insider trading. If, what insider trading sites do you guys use? I need to know that. And then also, we have a clean tech conference coming up. Clean tech. We want to know what companies you want to present. We got like FUV. We got a few of those, but we need more. We need that. Um, you know, and you want it. Yeah, Jim Stocks. I try to take care of everyone. And I, I'm Jonathan Dominguez, I don't know what you're saying right now. You'll, you'll, oh, this is sure. a good I like this one that Adam put up there. Some days you are the bird, some days you are the statue. You get it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, plural use. You, you use unusual whales or whale wisdom? I don't know what you're talking about, but it's okay. Um, I don't know. I need to know what insider trading sites you use, but to get ready for Friday, unveiling new sites, unveiling new tools. I love you all. Thank you. Be well. Shabbat Shalom, good Yantav, and happy mitzvah. Peace. Peace and love, guys. Make sure to check in with uh, Spencer Israel over on the ETF on the, show. In the ETF show. ET I got you, Jonathan Dominguez. And thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Love you for that. You get two X's and O's. Get to Spencer Israel ETF show. We need you. Like and subscribe. Tell your mom. Tell your father. Get 10 more YouTube accounts. We need you now more than ever. Please come and join the mission to change how finance, investing, and business of sports is going because soon you'll see our sports thing coming out. You're going to be better for it. We all are going to be better for it. Let's do it.